Hello, everybody, Hello. and welcome to episode 34 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David Becker. Indeed. And Aaron Hahn. If, oh man! If you listen, if you listen to the very end of the episode, past the music, you'll understand why that just happened. Uh, guys, how how's how's your day? How's your guys' day going? You know, I think we need to announce something. Actually, Aaron. Um, yes. Okay. We had a low key, t- uh, like competition between Aaron and I. So you can see more movies. There was nothing low key. It, it it was it was high strong. I five nights of the week I watched three movies a night. Um, yeah, it was sure. it was yeah yeah. Um, but the competition has actually ended. Uh, I ended at seventy films, and Aaron, you ended at seventy-five. Seventy-five. So the very Ooh. deficit that I had to begin with, it, it's the same deficit. You know, so it's because you didn't increase your pace. Aaron I know. kept the constant pace. I know I definitely increased pace. Aaron just I, also I increased slowed, pace. No, I slowed down my pace. I don't know how that happened because I was watching like three a night. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I can't do anymore. I, don't I can't. I don't know how I. I wanted to do four last night, but I'm like, I just, I can't. My eyes are starting to hurt, especially after the movie that I watched last night. I'm like, I just, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, um. But guys, kind of leads us into our main topic of the week. Uh, halfway through the year, it was episode 8, uh, we talked about the movies that we had seen up to the half point of the year from 2016, and now we're going to go through every movie the three of us have seen from 2016. We're some kind of suicide squad. Oh God, my Lord, I'm not begin. Don't help me and don't leave my sin. Guys, collectively, oh boy, oh boy. collectively, we watched 102 different films. Wow. Respectable. Yeah. I'm, I have like 25 of those, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure like almost all those Jacob has seen as well. No, there were some that I haven't. But so I'm going to go through. We're going to go through chronologically like we did last time. A lot of these we're not going to say much about unless we haven't talked about them already on the podcast because, God, there's 102 of them, everybody. It's, it's too much. So, uh, But this will definitely cut down our what have we been watching time because Aaron and I just cruised through. So first thing I'm seeing on the list, uh, and this is going through their original release dates, not the time that they came out in 2016. So the 2015 films that technically came out in 2016 are going to have their 2015 release date so the first oh, one you're going by uh imdb imdb dates. yeah oh okay. uh so first guys we have the lobster uh who saw that aaron and i both of us you should watch it too David. yeah david this is this is a movie you would films of the year you would really like the lobster actually it's dark comedy hey very dark comedy. Yeah, like extremely dark. Like almost too dark sometimes, but you're like, it's okay. Um, <laughs> so we've already talked about The Lobster, both of us, Aaron, in depth. So uh, probably just move on from that one. Yeah, like I said, one of my favorite films of the year. Yep, same. It's in. It's my number five still. So good. If you haven't seen it, see it. Uh, then The Forest, which I have seen. I've explained several times how 
absolutely horrible this movie is. Uh, came out January 8th, 2016. I kept telling myself I was going to do the release dates, but keep forgetting. Um, yeah, so The Forest, never see it. Don't watch it. Unless you're just like, I want to torture myself for about an hour and a half. So, <laughs> The Forest. I would have watched it, but they didn't make it available for rental. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. They know. I mean, I'm sure they there's know. a high demand for it. <laughs> 13 hours. Aaron. This is me. I You've this seen this. Once I watched this my week. my roommate owns this movie. I've been meaning to watch it. It's just he get, let my boss borrow it because for some reason, and but he owns it on Blu-ray. So I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, I watched it because they put it up on Amazon. Amazon he Prime. says he he really likes it. He's like, it's a really good movie. I was less than enthusiastic about it, I suppose. <laughs> I think the the way I put it to Lacey, I was like, this movie is way too long, slightly racist, plays fast and loose with the facts. Oh, you mean American cares, <laughs> And cares more about explosions than people. But it may be Michael Bay's best film in years. <laughs> in years. That's, well, Yeah, in years. Yeah. <clears throat> Not well, his sense. best film overall, but it's nice to know that he can form a coherent film every now and then outside the transformers movies because you know like those aren't coherent those are, those are, that's that's what i meant like those are <laughs> okay. such disasters of cinema that it's nice to know that like okay this is why he was big in the first place now i you know i'm remembering yeah all right, all right. Yeah, in my in my opinion, it looks decent, and since he owns it, I'm I'm just gonna watch it. Like, why not? Right? A new movie I haven't seen. Like, might as well. My my talk about last week, like, oh, if it looks decent enough, and I haven't seen it, I'll most likely watch it if I have the opportunity to. Speaking of yeah, that, there's David. Some, there's oh, sorry. Pretty, uh, I was trying to segue. <laughs> Keep there's going. Some pretty uh, well crafted action scenes in it, so I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Speaking of that, David. Jay- Speaking of that, David, you've seen Dirty Grandpa, which came out January twenty second. I did, and I honestly didn't know this was a 2016 film. Yeah, yeah. Um, my roommate Kevin and I, we found a free movie coupon to go rent at Family Video, and we were looking through, like, we were just like, oh, like, there's Dirty Grandpa, like, let's watch it, <laughs> we did. You might have been the only customer at Family Video in 2016. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure about that, we might have to check that, but... <laughs> there, was, there was one other couple, there was a couple there... And they bought popcorn. They didn't get a movie. They just bought popcorn. <laughs> oh my don't, God. don't don't ask me why. Anyway, to, about the movie, what what did you think? Um, it was just it was like a dirty 2016 comedy that just likes to put nudity and a lot of stupid. Like I feel like comedies nowadays just like to make. Like, like to make their audience feel like awkward and be like, oh, this like, they they try to go for a funny situation, but it's not necessary, and like make you laugh at that rather than the jokes themselves. And which is, I think, one reason why I don't really like a lot of the um, recent comedies because like, oh, like this guy falls off of a building, that's hilarious, ha ha ha, he hurts himself and breaks his leg because he was on opium or something like stupid like that. Like just a lot of. It's a lot of dull. This seems like a very specific. Yeah, that's reference. really I mean, specific. I think we're gonna get you at some point on this list, right? Maybe, maybe not. Am I thinking of the right movie? <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. Just in my opinion, I think a lot of like it was just a eh, comedy. I'm not gonna watch it again. I'm glad I saw it. Zac Efron, 
still looks good in it. Like, good job, Zach. Keep, keep it cranking, my friend. Keep it cranking. All right, moving on. Uh, Aaron and I have seen The Boy. We've talked about that a couple times already. Very stupid. Very bad. Very stupid. It's just, like, the most aggressively not scary horror film I've ever yeah. seen. Like, well, it's not even, yeah. like, so bad it's good. It's just, like, yeah. aggressively bland. Yeah. Don't see it. Kung yeah. Fu Panda, Aaron, you've seen, you've talked about it a couple times. I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. It's, Kung Fu Panda 3 was not as good as the first two. It felt, like, a bit repetitive. Like, they were covering familiar themes and, like, stuff like that. And they keep on, there's this feeling like they keep on trying to one-up the last installment, but now it's might be getting too much or whatever. But I still greatly enjoyed it. Beautiful animation. And, you know, Jack pretty Black. funny still. So. Man, yes, Jack Black Black. Oh yeah, another film. Uh, oh, sorry. Good film. Good film. Right. I, I, it was a good film, just not a great film. I don't believe you. Two. I don't believe you about any of these <laughs> the Kung Fu Panda things. Film, was it not? I don't believe you. No, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, okay. <laughs> Jane got a gun. Aaron, you talked about that last week as well. Uh, yeah, if you want to say anything else about it, basically, it was a film that was plagued with a lot of production troubles, and like it shows. Like, it's something that you feel like there's could have been something good here, but it just didn't come together. Yeah. Uh, followed by The Finest Hours, which, Aaron, you talked about when you saw it, and I just recently watched it as well. Um, decent. Nothing I'll ever watch again, but it was... I enjoyed my time with it while I was watching it, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a fine film. There's some interesting sequences. I think Chris Pine does a pretty good performance. Yeah, but... and Casey Affleck was pretty good, too. So... Yeah, I mean, you can only ask for a movie to to make you enjoy its time. I mean, the bare minimum. No, you can ask a lot more of it. <laughs> you can ask a lot. It's it's like textbook, like average movie. You know. Yeah. Just like that's that's the movie that like no one's ever gonna really like truly love, but no one's like you're gonna, gonna hate, really it hate it. Yeah. Talking about a movie that I really love, Hail Caesar. I've expressed my love for this so much, uh, so I don't need to say any more about it. But Aaron, you've seen it as well. You want to give your little rundown of it? I feel like it's not as good as some of the as uh, it's not one of the best of the Coen Brothers. David's gone. That... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep talking. Let's just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> it's not one of the Coen Coen Brothers best and so I right. might differ here because I've seen more of their work than you have yeah I think but it's still highly enjoyable very funny I just think it's a bit too scattered to really fully come together okay yeah all right I mean I disagree but we've already gone through <laughs> that before so uh movie that I think you probably hate a lot Zoolander 2 Am I the, am I the, the You're the only one who's it? seen it. I, no one else is going to subjugate themselves to this. Yeah, I, I got it because it was a 99 cent rental, and mm. I still feel like I overpaid for it's it. It's free on Hulu. It's just, I'm it's just not doing horrible. It. It's it's so bad. It completely misunderstands like the satirical tone. Like It completely misses the mark mm. on the satire, and so it's just dreadful and unfunny. Deadpool, we've already talked about quite a bit. Uh, very funny, very good. If you haven't seen it, see it. I mean, what else do we want to say about that one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit weak on the story and, like, the 
characters, but you know, just the humor like absolutely makes up for it. Yeah, I agree. It's like one of the funniest films of the year. I agree. I agree. Uh, Midnight Special, which Aaron, you've seen, I have not. Uh, good movie. It's just it's a bit odd because it's like one of those films where it's like it's like a like the mystery box film where it's like you know what does this all is this all gonna mean in the end kind of thing. And so I think, like, the ending might not have been satisfying to everyone. But I think it's a very interesting film uh, thematically. And very well uh, acted. You got Michael Shannon in there. Oh, yeah. Pretty solid actor. And then you got uh, good directing. So it's a, I, I would recommend the film. But it's not great, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, February 19th, The Witch. Aaron uh, had already talked about this uh, during the halfway point, but I have seen it, and my number two movie of the year still, um, absolutely outstanding. Just haunting and and creepy and weird, and it stuck with me almost more than any other film this year in a way that there was no way this was not going to be top five. Like, this is such a odd film and i know that one might be a little controversial for to be number two i think because a lot of people are on the side where it's like it wasn't that good it's not that good i'm like it is that good (laughs) like just he nails everything in that movie i forget the director's name already but Uh, robert eggers yep so good on him can't wait to see what he does next because it's awesome uh gods of egypt darren You've already talked about it last uh, time, but if you just want to quickly say some, actually, say some words. It actually moved out of my bottom ten for the year, because the more I thought about it, I'm, the more like, this is like a terrible, stupid, poorly made movie. But at the same time, there's something endearingly, you know, just, it, it's so endearingly absurd that this movie got made that, you know, you can't help but love it so much. <laughs> okay. Well, this is the dumbest, weirdest movie that 2016 produced, and you gotta love it for it. I guess. Yeah. No, it's still a terrible movie. Oh, no, no, no. It's not bottom 10 bad. But not as terrible as our next movie, London Has Fallen, which I have now seen as well, and maybe the most offensive film I've seen in years. (laughs) How did this get made? How did this get made? (laughs) Like, this is not okay. Because every good movie needs a sequel, man. Or, excuse me, not a good movie. Just every movie needs a sequel. Every movie needs a sequel. This one's getting a sequel as well. You're gonna Is it? it I didn't think it made enough out. money. No, they already announced. Oh, God. Angel has fallen. A- Angel? Angel, which is like the code word for Air Force One. Yeah. So they're going to remake Air Force One, practically, but make it yes. racist. <laughs> oh, yeah, <exactly>. cool. <laughs> There's just one line in this movie that I will not repeat on the podcast because it has some pretty strong language in it, but yep, just worst line of dialogue probably ever. Well, the cookies one in Maximum Ride is pretty bad too, but this one's racistly bad, so it's it's not. No, this is yeah. definitely one of the worst pieces of dialogue ever written. Yeah. Anyway, no. coming out the same day, we have Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, uh, March 4th. Yeah, we already talked about this one. It's... It's whatever. It's okay. Yeah. It's entertaining enough, but it's not really memorable. Exactly. Yeah. 
uh, Zootopia the same day as well, March 4th. I saw that. Love me some Zootopia. Very, <laughs> uh, very surprised, very happy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Concise and what you want. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Very timely message. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Aaron had already seen it last time, but now David and I have seen it. Dave, David and Jake have seen it. Oh, yeah, we watched it together. Yeah. Cuddled up on the couch and uh, g- gave oh, each other okay, a, whispered, whispered little nothings into each other's ears. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jacob's uh... been watching too many romantic <laughs> movies. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. also has a girlfriend. That he I do. She was there, about. too. She was on the left side, and I'm like, sorry, but David's here, too. I got to... Show him some love. Um, but what just happened to <laughs> Cloverfield Lane? It's a good movie. You just, you just dug yourself. I, I, except the third act. Except the third act. Not even the third act. Just the last ten minutes. I just. Okay. Yeah. No, like I agree. The, the third act is a little, is the weakest part of the film. But there are some good moments with John Goodman. Um, yeah. Especially in like, that I, ending. I think you said this. It's like, yeah, we got this great idea for the movie, but we need funding. Oh, let's just throw Cloverfield and just throw it in at the end, like <laughs> yeah, because it, yeah. it was a great idea. Like the first, like I was, like I didn't know which way they were gonna take it. And when I found when they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this, I was like, really? Yeah. You, you like just? I was very happy with almost all of it. Yeah, I agree. If, it if there's like an alternate cut where just like something better happens at all, or just not <laughs> even that scene where like oh the aliens, I'm like I'm gonna jump somehow get out of this car because that makes sense like uh like <laughs> 10 cloverfield lane uh then we have sing street which i've talked about aaron you've seen it as well we both talked about this on the podcast already but just a couple more words uh sing street very good uh i think you should watch it if you especially like 80s movies because it has a very 80s feel to it not only just because it takes place in the 80s but it's the same kind of um, themes and messages and music and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I've been listening to the soundtrack on like near constant repeat. <sighs> Drive it like you stole it, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So, rec- I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, Aaron, my big fat Greek wedding too. You've seen it. <laughs> Indeed, I have. This is this is what happens when you let your parents pick the movies. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about it? It's. I, I, it's not good. It's no. just like they tried to go in like too many different directions, and like none of them worked. And the mm-hmm. jokes are just really like lame and lazy. Like the whole oh, old people don't understand computers and stuff oh, like God. that. And it's ha ha ha. And so it's comedy. Just, but there's it... something charming about you know getting the cast back together again, where I can understand why people would like this a little more. It, maybe if I was a bigger fan of the first movie, yeah. I would like this more, but as is, it's just not good. I will say, the old people don't understand technology joke isn't funny until you get that Amy Schumer sketch where, like, she goes to therapy with her mom or whatever. <laughs> She's like, just, no, just put it put it on your desktop. No, no. <laughs> that That's pretty good. Uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Aaron and I have already talked about it last time, so David, take it away. I mean, I've talked about it too, haven't I? But I mean, we talked about it on the halfway point episode. <clears throat> ah. Um, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I did buy the director's cut, awesome edition that I just haven't watched yet because you it's know three hours long and no <laughs> no 
superhero movie should be three hours. <laughs> but I'm gonna stand by. I'm gonna stand by my DC. I'm gonna be like, come on. I'm gonna root for DC no matter what. All right. I I think DC will get our trust when they've earned it. Did I'm you see? Give, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I give them my trust. I'm saying that. DC, it's like the Lions. No matter what, I'm always. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I want DC to make good movies. You want all movies? I know think what they need to do. They just need to make a Martian Man film, and then they'll be. Good. That is like, too big of a step. That is too I, big of a step as for as them. My younger brother, Aquaman, will be the film that saves the DC extended universe, and then Aquaman is going to become the most popular hero. At DC, that, that's my prediction right now. He's going to overtake Batman and Superman. He's going to be Don't, the most. Isn't the guy from Game of Thrones? Isn't the guy from Game of Thrones um, cast yeah, as Aquaman? Jason yeah, Momoa. Jason yeah. Momoa. Now I'm not saying that James Wan doesn't have the directing chops to make this film great. I think he does. He's an amazing director. I don't think DC has the chops to make this movie great. So we'll see. I'm, I'm calling it now calling it now you know this is my this is my prediction that's if he doesn't you know back why, out you know which ha- you know he's threatened because everyone's like oh aquaman's such a wimp like he can't do anything and then they're gonna go into it they're gonna be like oh aquaman's actually cool and everyone's gonna be like that's better than i thought so they're gonna have that yeah everyone's uh, expectations are already so low that something yeah, like, you're gonna like get guardians it. of the galaxy you yeah know? where it's like everyone's like this looks stupid and they see it and they're like oh these are the best marvel heroes ever <laughs> All right, anti-heroes. Uh... Ooh, moving, moving ahead. <laughs> Hunt for the wilder people. I talked about it last week, so Aaron, if you'd like to say a few more words about it, still one of my favorite films of the year. Ab- absolutely, very funny. Yeah, and Touching. Sam Neill, like I, Sam Neill's performance is just like incredible. Yeah, it it is. It really is, especially because we haven't like seen anything from him since Jurassic Park. <laughs> like you're just oh, you're in Hunt for the Wilder People now. Like, are you okay? Um, I put a clip in the past episode, and I forgot how funny this was, where he's like, Caucasian. Well, I got that wrong. You're obviously white. <laughs> it's just so, it's so quippy and funny, and I just, I love the movie. Um, next, on April 1st, April Fool's Day, Eye in the Sky. A really depressing movie on April Fool's Day. <laughs> You mean Eagle Eye? No, no, much better than Eagle Eye. <laughs> That's not high standard. No. Um, yeah. Eye in the Sky I liked quite a bit. It's not going to get out of my 30s or 20s for me, but it's it's a decent enough film. I'm glad I saw it. Probably will never watch it again, but the tension in the film is superb. Uh, the th- the, what Gavin Hood achieves in this movie, no one saw coming from him having him directed... Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. So, uh, good, good work, Gavin Hood. Got anything else to say, Aaron? Or no? Um, I, I've already expressed this, but I think it showed its hand a little too much at the end, but otherwise, very enjoyable. Agree with everything you say. All right. Uh, everybody wants some. David, don't play with your microphone. <laughs> I mean, I just. I just didn't want my ears to completely be blasted out. <laughs> so I just turned it down once. Oh my Sorry, gosh. Internet. <coughs> I Every... really just 
bothers it bothers Jake more than, than the internet. I it's really loud. <laughs> um, everybody wants some with two exclamation points. Which I thought, Aaron, you were just really excited about this movie, so you put two exclamation points by it. But no, it, that is the stylized no, title no. of it. So everybody wants some. I have like two days left in my rental. I haven't watched it yet. So Aaron, what do you think? I greatly enjoyed this film. Like I told you, I think Richard Linklater is quickly becoming one of my favorite directors of all time. And even though I don't think this was one of his best films, I think it's kind of like it. it's a very familiar. Like there's a lot of pieces of it that are very familiar compared to other films that he's made that were better than this one. But at the same time, this is still a very enjoyable film, a very heartfelt film, a very funny film. Like, I was I was very surprised by it because it's this weird film where it's like it follows this baseball team, you know, like this college baseball team. And they're all just like, you know, jocks doing like the bro humor kind of stuff. And yeah. It's like normally yeah, bro. something I would yeah, go for. Yeah, but bro. like he just Sorry, so. makes it so <laughs> he just has this Linklater just has this this empathy for like humanity that, you know, just it like transformed this humor into you know like actual and it wasn't like mean-spirited either which probably helped so yeah so he like transformed this style of humor into something incredible so i would highly highly recommend this film one of my favorites of the year all right so april 8th three movies let's start with the best of them hush um <laughs> love me some hush um it's it's lower twenties, um, technically that, higher twenties for me. On but the list that you sent me, I think Netflix movies don't show up mm. on the Wikipedia list. Have you seen Hush? Not yet. Oh, okay. I will be. The, I, will be I should probably watch it this weekend because I'll be the deciding factor on whether it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, um, I liked Hush quite a bit. I thought everything they did with it, I enjoyed. I wish they would have went further, like Aaron always says. I wish they would have. My personal taste for Hush would be if they'd made the entire film silent. No sound effects, nothing, just completely silent. That would have been game-changingly awesome. Uh, but instead, it's just kind of like, this is still enjoyable. Like, I like the main character. She's very likable. Uh, I like how you can see what she's thinking before any, before You, like, gain this kind of gate into her head, even when she's not, like, monologuing in her brain uh you can just see the way she looks at things the way she uh interacts with her surroundings really helps you i don't know it it just filled out the movie for me i don't know that's just it i loved that about it so and aaron i did not like this movie and i still stand by the fact that this is a bad movie even though i'm i'm definitely in the minority on this opinion but i just found it very bland very forgettable never did anything that we haven't seen before better elsewhere so i just did not enjoy my time with this movie now you say that you're in the minority the meta score is only 67 so it's not like everyone's like loving it or anything but i did i did i will be the deciding factor david knows all david does know all let's go to the worst film of april 8th hardcore henry Oh my god, I just... Mm. 
I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it so badly. I'm watching and I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I want to throw up now. <laughs> like, it's so nauseating in a way that's like, I understand what it's going for. Wants to be like a video game. Wants to be first person. The thing about why video games don't make you nauseous is because you choose where to look. You are you are the one consciously making a decision to look in a direction. Whereas well, Jacob, this film makes get, it for you. Jacob, you get nauseous whenever I drive. I've exactly. Too. Exactly you're because like, I. You're like, David. David, I gotta drive. Because I'm not I the one. I think it's just like you don't controlling. like to sit there. You just want to drive. You're like you're selfish. No, I'm not. I really get nauseous. Um, but also, not good. Not good acting. Charlto Copley, he tries something. I guess like he goes for it, but he doesn't get he's anything the best out of part it. Of the movie, in my oh, of course, he's the only part of the movie. Really, <laughs> That's um, true. he's the only character. There's a plot twist that's so easy to see coming that I guessed it in the first two minutes of the movie. There's, like, you never want bad to happen. The action... It's basically, it's basically exactly like watching someone else play a video game. Like, the story yeah. is, like, a bad video game. I know there's yeah. video games with good stories, but, you know, like, the, the video games that give video games a bad name... With like the ter- the nonsensical story, the just the hypersexualization dialogue. of yes, women, like too. way too much to the point where I'm like, this is kind of weird. And then they go to like a strip club, and I'm like, this is not okay. This is to the point where it's just not okay. Nope. Now they're just using women as weapons. No. Yeah, something's not right here. <laughs> like, I don't know. It felt weird to me, and I just second least favorite movie of the year. Honestly, it's it's not good. But I'll give them points for going for something and having one or two sequences that were kind of fun. Uh, like the final rooftop sequence was pretty cool, especially when the Queen song starts playing. Okay, I'll give that one right. to you. But I give it I give it some points for inventive filmmaking, which saved it from the like close to the very bottom, but yeah. it's still in my bottom ten. <clears throat> yeah. Aaron, this is okay, a movie so I have... Aaron, oh, sorry. Question. Yeah. If I make a new inventive movie in a different way, but it's awful... It won't. It won't be at the very bottom just because it's new and inventive. If you do something unique and creative, it's not going to be the worst film I've seen. If I've seen a film that just was absolutely dreadful and, and boring. Well, I mean, the, something volume. unique and interesting is that opinion based. Well, I mean, it's there's never been like a full length first person movie before. There have been a so, few. Have there? I think so. It, when I read the facts page on Hardcore Henry, they were like, they named like two that they like pay homage to, but this is only like the third one, so. Oh, well, I think so they were born. Now, now it knocks it down. Maybe. <laughs> now it's, no, it's still, it's still inventive. I, I'd give it points for inventiveness still, because the other ones weren't action. This is the only first person action film. Okay. So. Yeah. The day in the life of Frank. <laughs> yeah. Tim Roth is in this movie. For one line of dialogue, and then he just leaves. You're like, oh, you got Tim Roth for five minutes? Not even? No, oh, cool, all right. Um, Aaron, The Invitation. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, you've seen The Invitation. How was that? Uh, I think I've become more favorable towards it since I first watched it. Okay. But it's one of those things where it's like a very, very slow burn. But the payoff is pretty great. So, okay. you know, it's not something I would recommend to everyone. It's not going to appease people who are looking for, you know, just like that kind of horror movie to watch with a group of friends or whatever to have fun with. We'll but, get to those. 
it's a it's a good movie and I like the way it subverted certain tropes at the very end of the story. Okay. So Jungle Book talked about it. Not a big fan. Aaron? Uh yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's you know good CGI, but I take away points not... from it for being wholly unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. The kid actor annoyed the heck out of me. He wasn't that bad, man. <laughs> you, you just, he wasn't that bad. The internet thinks he's the best thing ever. That's true. I'm in the middle of that. And also, you can't be a musical if you only have two songs. It's not acceptable. That's true. That's a point we've talked about on the podcast before. Everyone, if you're making a movie and you want to be a musical, three at least. Minimum of three. Minimum of three. Minimum of three. That's the okay. Rule. Okay, but what if it's like a three-hour-long movie? That's a that's a song and air. So should we yeah, say three, count. three for any movie, or should it be like for every hour you should have at least one song? No, no, no. Three, three a movie. I think three just, a movie. Three a movie. <laughs> All right, uh, Elvis and oh, sorry, two is just unacceptable. Yeah, it's it's that's that's where we draw the that's where we draw the line. It's too many. It's not enough. Oh, that, that doesn't pop the mic, but me turning my volume is? Okay. It does, but it's easier to find. Never mind. Elvis and Nixon. Okay. Enjoyable. Yeah. Good acting from Kevin Spacey. Yeah, oh, I agree. This is a bit strange. Hard to get used to. <laughs> it's, I'm like, are you even playing Elvis? Because you're not acting like Elvis. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I was looking at it. Michael Shannon might be the person who's been in the most movies I've seen this year. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened, but somehow. Aaron, you've seen a little film called The Huntsman Winter's War. Oh, God. Indeed, I did. How is that yeah, one for what, you? This is what he does when he's not making Thor movies, right? Yep, <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> yeah. Um, This was probably the most unnecessary sequel slash prequel that i have ever seen oh it is a prequel like it it starts out as a prequel then it transforms into a sequel after like 20 minutes like it's the it's the most jarring thing because they're just like here's this introductory 20 minute segment and just when you're getting used to that they're like oh yeah remember that film that came out like five years ago that no one remembers (laughs) we're just gonna pretend that you remember everything that happened in that film and then we're gonna continue on with our story so yeah, it just—it's so obviously desperate to try to come up with a story, and it just can't find one. Yeah, and just so many good actors giving so many bad performances. Like Emily Blunt, I was just like, why? Why are you in this, Emily Blunt? <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not doing good work here. You're, you're agent, better than my this. agent told me that I had to be in it if I wanted to make a big movie. <laughs> Basically, my, my little brother and I spent the entire running time noting all of the similarities to the Lord of the Rings. We were just, we'd call that like every single one, and it's, there were too many. That, How uh, many is too many? 20? <laughs> How many songs do you need to be in a musical? Isn't there only one song in, uh, there's like a song in the uh, Snow White and the Huntsman movie. There's yeah, a song. song. Yeah. There's a song in um Hobbit. The Hobbit. There's two the... songs in the first Hobbit movie. <gasps> no. Not the musical. 
Points taken off. High rise. Well, we didn't need to take more points off of it. High rise. I, I, I have a hop agility apologist. Okay. I hate that. High rise. <laughs> High rise. Aaron, you're the only one who's seen it, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I've actually seen every single movie came out in 2016. I won the bet. Nice. Just coming ha. in there with like 76 films just out of nowhere. <laughs> Aaron, Ratchet and Clank. Or not Ratchet and Clank. High Rise. <laughs> We're trying to get through this. <laughs> I, would, I liked it more than I thought I would. You know, just great directing. Very interesting. But I think it also is like a kind of dragged out a bit too long mm-hmm. all right. still very enjoyable ratchet and clank i've i've technically seen no you have not seen this movie you've seen clips from the have video game. The game i played the game therefore i've seen the entire no movie. because the game the 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 cut scenes in the game only amount to like 20 minutes of the runtime. so that that's what else did i miss there's like so much in this movie so no, you have not seen it. This week, I think. Ratchet and Clank, it's not good. I, I listened back to the halfway point, and I was way too apologetic about this film. I shouldn't be. It's not good. I still enjoyed it. So, there we go. Um, Keanu, but very middle of the road for me. I had the option to see this on my flight. I had the option to see like almost every single 2016 like big movie that came out. Um, but, like, I didn't realize that until after I watched the second. Like, I just, like, oh, this one popped up. I'll watch this one. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Yeah, Keanu. Got some good laughs, <laughs> about it. From I, it. I, I actually want to see it because I enjoy Key, I enjoy Key and Peele to an extent. But I would like to see how their humor translates into a full movie. There's enough right. of their manic humor in here to give you... Give you some laughs. Right, like, if, if you enjoy Keen Peele, I would I'll recommend this film to you. Yeah. 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 There is definitely, they're stretching a bit to create a Jacob, fully formed narrative, but... Oh, yeah, I do, actually, yeah. I always forget that. Um, when I, well, whenever I trade in some movies... I'll yeah, trade in, trade into the library. I'm the, I'm the Jacob movie library. Um, <laughs> Captain America Civil War, we won't really talk about, because our very first podcast was about Civil War. Um, I've seen it. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> We've seen it. It's like Maybe number it's the the thirteen for me now. Um, it dropped down a, a lot since the halfway point because I think it was my number one on the halfway. It point. was, yeah. And that there's some films from the halfway point that I moved ahead of it, and then other films I've seen that have also gone ahead of it. So I think it's like number eight for me now, or nine, eight or nine. Probably Spider-Man. where it actually belongs. <laughs> Spider Man's number one. I'm just gonna keep saying that. No, I agree. Spider Man is good but he's also completely unnecessary and ant-man is really great he's unnecessary the only necessary part is because they have to start another spider-man movie so they're like oh we'll put him in civil war so that and i don't i don't care if he's unnecessary some things some things in this world aren't necessary but they're a luxury to have and that is a luxury i will have fair point aaron a film i'm sure passed civil war for you money monster Yup. <laughs> Did it really? No. No. <laughs> no. Not good. I think I basically what I said to Lacey, I was like, this is a film that's trying so hard to make a statement that it loses track of the characters and the tension it's supposed to create. So it's just very, it's a very dull thriller and a very, you know, just like blunt 
thriller. Just like the dialogue is so bad. I saw someone on the internet actually today comment. It's like this this movie is like the Big Short if it was written by like a stupid twelve year old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Poor Jodie Foster. <laughs> um, speaking of a thriller that's not dull and is actually very sharp because people get cut open, Green Room. <laughs> oh my god, the most violent film I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that's what makes it so good. It, it, no, it's amazing. But it's like to the point where if you ever think you're desensitized to violence, watch Green Room and you'll realize you're not that desensitized. <laughs> Because I had to look away several times because it was just like like the arm, the arm, the arm, (laughs) the arm in the belly, and just the dogs is what got me the most. Now I need to see those movies. I think you would like it, David. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Like one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Where can I obtain this movie? Amazon. And on Blu-ray and stuff. I don't have it. I'll never watch this movie again. I love it for what it is, but... Too tough to watch. Oh, it's hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. <laughs> it's, it's rough. Might be, one, might be a good rental for anyone out there who can actually stomach it. Because if you have a light stomach, don't. Don't watch this movie. Basically, the plot is that they get stuck in this room with a bunch of Nazis. Well, they're not stuck in the room with Nazis. They're stuck... In a room, Nazis are on the other side, you know, skinhead, uh, neo-Nazis. They're outside, and they're like, eh, we gotta kill you because you witnessed Lacey, a murder. Lacey, I believe the term today is alt-right. Oh, oh yes, alt-right. Alt-right. Um, but yeah, and then there's just, there's some good moments, though, and there's a great release at the end of the film, which is just, it's it makes the whole movie better just at the very end. Just, it's good. And Patrick Stewart, absolutely terrifying. Would never have guessed he could be... Just yep. the scariest guy ever. Definitely, you know, going against his type there. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, Aaron, you've already talked about it, but the Angry Birds movie. Uh, I've yeah. now seen the Angry Birds movie. And at first, I was like, what is Aaron talking about? This isn't that bad. Like, it's bad, but it's not, like, horrifying. But then, like, the longer it goes on, the more loud and obnoxious and just grating it becomes. You're just the like... Like, did you see the angry? You saw it in theaters, right? I saw it in theaters. I couldn't even imagine. I was, I was pumped for that. I actually got popcorn out of it. Oh, I got popcorn out of it. I don't get popcorn out of the theaters. Remember? Yeah. Okay. I despise people who do. They're the worst. Oh. (laughs) I have nothing else to say about Angry Birds. Nice guys. Aaron, or not Aaron. Uh, David, you should watch this movie. I have this one. You'll love this movie. Um. I love the nice guys. I mean, it's still very high for me. I think it's my number six. Um, it's just very, very good. And uh, yeah, Aaron, you've seen it recently. Yep, it's absolutely hilarious. Yes, it's one of the funniest films of the year. Ryan Gosling just gives like an incredible performance. Oh my god, like, yes! Especially like the physical comedy. Like, yeah, his physical comedy is great. Scene, just thinking of it cracks me up. Oh yeah, no, yep. Now I got you. I got you. I got you. And even Russell Crowe is really funny for being a guy that you don't normally think of as funny. And like I said in the halfway point, the daughter is hilarious in this movie. She will have an awesome career. I can already tell you that. She's hilarious. Um, I do wish the narrative had done a bit more subverting of like standard detective buddy cop story tropes towards the end. Okay. I think at the end it played yeah. it too cliché. Which dragged it down a bit for me, but beyond that, highly recommend. I think 
I agree, but it also does that in like a way that's it, it doesn't subvert narratively, but it subverts like action wise, where it gets really hyper violent for a moment and you're like, that's a little weird. And then like there's the whole moment I'm invincible kind of moment. Like there's those moments that I think kind of help keep the narrative afloat. So I don't know. Just yeah, different tastes. Um, equals, Aaron. Equals. This is a movie that did not need to exist. It adds <laughs> nothing of any value to anything. It's just covering the does same it... kind of sci-fi themes that we've seen time and time again. So it's it doesn't so add anything, but does it subtract anything to equal something it's, different? It, it subtracted time from my life to equal <laughs> me hating this movie. That's your math. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> All right. Uh, the do-over. It's not good. Bye. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, I saw this one. You saw the do-over? Oh, yeah, you did talk about it. You talked about it. That's right. Yeah. You know, horrible cancer subplots and uh, and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get that on my list, but I saw the do-over, guys. All right. A- any thoughts? Any, any thoughts at all? God, Adam Sandler, my man, my man. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no, no, um, no, it wasn't good. Like, no, no. I, I think I wanted it to be good, and like, oh, well, you want you every movie want, to be good. When you want, when you want a mo- something to be good, like sometimes you could be like, oh, that wasn't bad. No, it was bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, X Men Apocalypse. We've talked about in length. Um, yep. Yeah, it's all right. We had did an entire podcast on it. Yeah, that's what I said. Give me, give me a Quicksilver movie. Oh, did you say that? I said we've talked about it in length. So I, I didn't, like, specifically mention the episode. So, yes, we have done an episode on X-Men Apocalypse. If they just give me a Quicksilver movie and I don't need him to be, like, facing off against a big, like, you know, evil enemy. I need him just to be, like, doing Quicksilver stuff. Quicksilver like, comedy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm about to just, like, you know, go mess with, like, my entire high school teacher because, you know, she's a... <laughs> Not just like half of my high school teacher, my entire high school teacher. <laughs> I um, mean, if you only touch half of her, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse, Quicksilver scene was like the only great part of that film. And then the rest of it's just such a mess. It's like the narrative's a complete mess. Apocalypse is a complete mess. Very um, disappointing, well, just all Wolverine, around. Kind of boring. Very unnecessary. That was a cool yeah. scene. It was a cool scene, but it wasn't. It didn't need to be. So, yeah, it was, it was so, so extraneous, though. You could have like cut that scenes. out, and the whole film would have been okay. It would have been about the same thing, I think. But yeah, but but I'm still saying that's a super awesome scene. Okay, so just... there's there's good pieces scattered throughout, but overall, it's a, just a jumbled mess. Agreed. Yeah, kind of like the podcast. That, you okay. said it's the only great scene. I would okay. say the other one's a good scene. Okay. Did you hear that one, audience? Uh, TMNT Out of the Shadows, Aaron. Better than the first one? That's about the best you can say about it, because it's just a nonsensical mess. But Tyler too Perry, many though. too many plot lines. But Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry, though. Completely unnecessary. He does nothing. <laughs> love oh and God. friendship. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> love and friendship. <laughs> um, we've talked about love and friendship already. I think it's a very funny film. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I like it. And uh, Kate Beckinsale do good movies. Agreed. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Uh, yes. Pop star never stop, never stopping. I the highest it, comedy uh, on my list, actually. 
I wanted to see it, but I think I just didn't have any money, or there was some reason I didn't go see it with you, Jake. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but yeah. It's not as good as Hot Rod. No. But if you liked Hot Rod, you'll like this. Yes. Another, and... another sound fact that has been like near constant repeat since it came out. Yeah. I and I'll stand by yeah the Mona Lisa song. I'll stand by the fact that them going R rating hurt them overall. I think it gave them cheap outs for jokes which they didn't need. So, all right, still really funny. Oh, it's still really funny. Uh, Warcraft, Aaron, you've seen this. Yep. <laughs> uh, I did not understand like half of this movie. Like, I hear, yeah, I hear if you didn't actually play it, then it's really hard to understand. Right, exactly. I've never played the games, so I did not understand, like, anything that was going on in this movie. And it's just, it's so, I, I wanted to love this movie, because I like Duncan Jones as a director. And there are occasional moments where it's good, but overall it's just so dull. Because, yeah. like, the, the story's just convoluted and yet at the same time there's like almost no story at all like i get to the end of the film and i'm like that's it no one accomplished like anything in this entire movie did i sit through two hours aaron it's technically only called warcraft the beginning so there's gonna be a middle and an end no it's not gonna gonna be no are you sure because it made so much money in china yeah did it really make a lot of money yeah like tons not in america no china yeah. yeah, China made like two hundred million dollars, but in America made like fifty million. Yeah. So, but so Chinese? Did the Chinese people like it, or did it just make a lot of money? That money is all that matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter who likes anything. Speaking of not liking a movie, Aaron, you've seen Now You See Me too. Yep, hated it more than the first one. <laughs> even more nonsensical, even stupider plot twist at the end. Bottom ten film. Wow, Ooh, holy jeez. Wow. Savage. My god, what is, is Warcraft bottom 10? No, Warcraft's like oh. bottom 15. But oh my bottom god. 10. Okay, um, a movie that came out on the same day as Warcraft and Now You See Me Too and is clearly a superior film, The Conjuring 2. Um, second highest horror, f- nope, third, because I think I put Green Room above it if you count Green Room as horror, which I guess you would. Um, yeah. Conjuring 2. Not as good I, as the first one. Not as good, yeah. Greatly enjoyable. Yep, I loved it. I have it on my shelf. Yep. I, re- I, le- I loaned it to him, so you got to return that, because I do want to watch it again, actually, soon. Um, I feel like its downfall is that it's not its not very scary. No. But at the same time, I think it's kind of transformed into like more of a, like a action blockbuster-style horror film. Yeah. Where it's like less about the scares and more about just like the, the, uh, like the giant effects that kind of go with it i'm gonna go on a walk i'm gonna go on a walk here follow me on this conjuring is going the way of reboot art not reboot already on your way am i am i having a stroke um <laughs> it's going the way of the resident evil video games where they're getting less horror and more action based but it's doing it the right way where resident evil did not do it the right way um except the new resident evil looks but that's back to horror, so I'm I'm excited Does about the game. Yes! We'll, we'll talk about it next week. No, 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 no the game, the game. The game. Oh, okay. Not the movie, no, the movies are trash. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no I thought you were... about the new game. I thought you were talking about Oh man, we, I thought you were going off on Resident Evil 7. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no. Step down. 
<laughs> I will send you a trailer to Resident Evil, like the All new right. game. I haven't seen lit. the trailer yet, but I've heard oh, good things. Um, I thought you were talking about the new movie, though, which we'll get to. Yeah. So, that next week after that, two movies, Finding Dory. Oh, my gosh. I got this for Christmas, but I did not get a chance to watch it yet. Really? Just don't. I I enjoyed it. Shut up, Jacob. Just don't watch it, Aaron. All movies are worth watching at least once. (laughs) Are they, though? Are they, though? (laughs) I think Birth of a Nation, not the new one, the old one, maybe not worth ever but watching no, again. Birth of a Nation is worth watching, I would say. All right, that one's I different. Haven't, I haven't seen it. That one has sig- historical significance. Historical significance. I, I need to pick a better film. Yeah. What's that one, Last Tango in Paris or whatever? I don't think you need to watch that ever again now. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. Like, what, what yeah. Were talking about? But then, yeah. yeah. We never need to, no one ever needs to watch that again. It has no value anymore. <laughs> um, Central Intelligence. Yeah. Is David gone? Yes, David's gone. <laughs> had he seen this movie? Yeah, I've seen it. No, had David. Oh, David has seen this movie, yes. That's, yeah. So, uh, David, hey. Whenever you get a chance, we're going to talk about Central Intelligence. Um, talked about it actually pretty recently, but I enjoy The Rock. So, we're talking about Central Did Intelligence. Like yes, I know. Did you like this movie? Yeah, it was alright. No. I had a good time with awful. it. No, it's, it, it's alright. It, no. It's very the, middle I, of the road for me. The, no, it was like, the best part of it was... The Rock. Um, no, not The Rock. The Rock is so good and everything. <laughs> No, no. The Rock is love. The Rock is life. <laughs> you look for so many reasons just to get naked, and like I saw the Rock. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, you're saying the Rock being naked is a negative? Like, I'm gonna give that's a plus on my side, buddy. Because <laughs> man, that man is an Adonis. Yeah, I remind you, he is the sexiest man alive. He is the sexiest man alive. How dare you, David? You know, uh, how? Will trump him, in my personal opinion, I don't know who that not, is. Not according to People Magazine. Oh gosh. They're, they're the that's the real stuff right there. Yo, Aaron. Yeah. You talked about this what? in the. Oh, sorry. You're not gonna let me. No, sorry. Um, continue. I thought you were done. I'm the, sorry. The best part of um, Central Intelligence was his partner that. Aaron Paul. He, Aaron Paul, obviously. Yeah. I don't just because he like was doing Aaron Paul things I'm like man I love I didn't that even guy. know Aaron Paul was in this movie. Oh yeah I yeah yeah. He has a pretty big part in it actually. Yeah. Yeah. His plot but, twist though was so easy to see coming that I was just kind of like Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, I didn't like Central Intelligence at all, really. All right. Uh independence I will be the deciding factor. You will be the deciding factor on this one. But I already said I'm the deciding factor. On all, so. <laughs> oh, for all of the movies, not just the ones you haven't seen. Oh, I, okay. Uh, I, mean, I would love to hear your opinion though, but I'm still deciding. <laughs> I would love I would love to hear your opinion, hear your opinion. opinion. Not take it into consideration though. No. Um, depending on how you feel about it. Independence Day Resurgence. Aaron, you've seen it. You've just talked about it last week. So. Yep. Really dull, really stupid, really unnecessary. Some enjoyable moments here and there. They like to but, go for the landmarks. Yeah, that's like the one. Well, the one enjoyable movie. moment. <laughs> that's in the trail. That's in the trail. That's in the trailer. Yeah, if if you want the experience of watching this movie, just watch the trailer, and you got it. That's that's all there is to this movie. 
Aaron, another film that came out June 24th, one we've well worn into the ground, The Neon Demon. Yep. I, it, I defend this movie. I know. I think, I know. you know, the it has an artistic vision, and I think it executes it well. It's a very fascinating film. It's a very beautiful film. I think Elle Fanning gives an incredible performance, and I love the, the horror elements. <sighs> There wasn't enough of the horror elements, I think. That might be my big problem with it. I was expecting more, and I think maybe going into it knowing that there's not that much might actually raise it up. I did raise it up on my list just a little bit because those visuals are outstanding, um, and I like what he was going for. I just don't think he necessarily nailed it at all. So, I agree it's not a perfect film, but I think it's a lot better than people are giving it credit for. Well, Aaron, a film that I was praising up and down, left and right, and now you've seen, you're like, it's okay, is The Shallows. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's okay. I'm back I on the okay side, my, too. My I liked it. My with it is that it was, a, it was, throughout the entire film, it was a bit too implausible, like some of the things she did, some of the things she experienced. Yeah, like, okay. Like, even the fact that the shark was, like, so you know desperate to get her for like a two hour yeah 24 hour period it's like well wasn't it stuck in the it was stuck in that area yeah maybe but still (laughs) yeah maybe it's the it's the one thing that proves my opinion wrong (laughs) but yeah maybe i don't have to to recognize things that counter my opinion okay this is this is the 2017 America here, lazy. <laughs> That's true. We don't have to care about that anymore. The Shallows is garbage. No, but I do agree that it was well directed and well acted, and that's what gives it more points. Yeah, than I agree. I agree. Otherwise, three July first films. I almost said that was Independence Day, and I'm very wrong. <laughs> the Purge, election year. Aaron, you've seen it. Yep. And like I said to you, these films keep on getting better while still being far from good. Like they're they're it, this was probably the most enjoyable one yet, and mm-hmm. they do a lot of creative stuff, like kind of just like off offhand uh, little glimpses at people you know out there in the purge that are really uh, creative mm-hmm. that I really appreciated. But at the same time, it's just so blunt and it's so dumb with its message like this one especially it tries to go for more of like uh, a political you know it's it's trying to get into like these political social themes and it's just not a smart enough movie to tackle it yeah it just so, comes off as incredibly dumb so my question is they keep getting better so say they make six do you think by the sixth one they eventually will get a good perch film Maybe. Or do you think they're going to drop off? We'll they keep making so like, much money. I, I doubt that'll happen. Like, This is like the one horror franchise that's actually getting better as it goes along. <laughs> so it'll be interesting yeah. to see where it does end up. Aaron, at uh, college, you should, you should write a thesis on the... The um, Purge franchise. <laughs> compared to other horror franchises. <laughs> or, or just the horror franchise and how serious... How, horror movies and like sequels usually kill the franchise the decline of the horror franchise and its parallels to the decline of western civilization (laughs) oh dang all right legend of tarzan aaron you've seen this yeah 
it's okay. It's better than I thought it would be, but it's just like it's one of those movies that it's fine, but it's forgettable. All right. You know, talk about a movie that I will probably never forget: Swiss Army Man. It's about as unforgettable as a movie gets. <laughs> like you're just like, I'm oh, all right. This is a farting corpse. America. No. Um, I actually quite like Swiss Army Man. It's not middle of the road. It's a little bit higher than middle, but um, yeah, I liked it. it. It doesn't necessarily nail everything it's going for, but I think it does have interesting things to say throughout the movie, even if it is overlaid by a corpse that farts. So. Yeah. I want to I see this movie. I was going to rent it, but then I noticed that Amazon is adding it. Uh, later in the month. So. Oh, awesome. Um, so two July 8th films, Secret Life of Pets is one of them. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets is so dumb and so inoffensive. Why do people make these movies? It's like, oh, you just want to... Well, inoffensive in the way that it's like it doesn't try for anything. It just exists to exist and sap your money out of it. The Jimmy Fallon of kids movies. Yes, the Jimmy Fallon of kids movies. Thank you. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. It's just like, huh, you don't want to be challenged for an hour and a half? Come watch Secret Life of Pets, where we don't try to push anything. We don't even, we don't even try to, like, give you anything good. We'll just give you something pretty mediocre, and then you'll be done for it. And then you'll just never see it again, because you're dumb kids. They'll want to watch it, though, so you get it for them. The sequel. Oh, my God. I'm not watching. I... Anyway. The other July 8th film, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. It's not good, it's bad, and I hate it, but I love it. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? I'm trying to think, how should I put it? <laughs> Goodness, um, I didn't, I didn't laugh in the movie, and it was a comedy. I felt like I should have laughed, because it's a comedy. Yeah, that's usually how that... How that's supposed to work. <laughs> I feel like I just hate for like a really crappy comedy, but like I don't I don't know. Just I wish I w- It had decent actors in it. I just wished for more. Yeah. I think. Well, we'll get to a comedy film that made me laugh less than this later. It's a film that I really wanted to like as well. But uh, Ghostbusters, we've talked about in depth. Uh, it, it's okay. It tried. Like- it tries yeah. too hard to appeal to like fans of the original. Exactly. See, because it's, it's I never saw the original, so many, so I and I don't like the original. I like it. I, it it's not. It's not for but me. But it though. copies so many like lines and like parts yeah. of it and everything like that. But and then at the same time, but at the same time, it's pretty funny. Holtzman is pretty There's good too. A lot too. of funny moments in it. Kate McKinnon's Holtzman. So Holt, 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 what's her name? Holtzman, what? I think. Maybe. Yeah, but she's know. great. That character is awesome. So. so it's like, it's a just okay movie. Yeah. Wiener Dog, we talked about last week. Uh, you want to say anything else or no, Aaron? It's. I like the uh, Danny DeVito segment. That was enjoyable. <laughs> That's the basically the only part of the film I would recommend. Alright. Uh, Lights Out, I liked quite a bit. Uh, it's very middle horror film, though. Uh, I liked it. It was a nice morning at the movies. That's what it was for me. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it as well. It was definitely a 
good example of this kind of like PG thirteen uh, crowd pleasing horror yeah. kind of thing. It's a, it's a very good example of that. But at the same time, I really did not like the ending, and it's obviously something I can't talk about in depth because of right. spoilers. But good it man. basically ruined the uh, allowed the film experience for me. Yeah, dragged it down on my list. Speaking of a film that two films that came out the same day, starting with Star Trek Beyond, a film that's still really high on Aaron's list, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's still like pretty high in mind. But, um, loved it. It was a good film. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just this. This cast is just very enjoyable. They are. They're great. So even though this is kind of just like a one-off film, it's like it's great to just watch this cast together and the the. Scene at the end that Lacey thought I was going to hate. The sabotage scene. One Woo! Of favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite movie moments of 2016. Yeah, and Sophia Botella as Jayla. Awesome. I cannot wait to see more Jayla. Uh, speaking of another film that came out that day, Don't Think Twice, which is a film I had just recently watched. Um, I expected it to be more of a comedy. It leans more on drama, and I was actually happy about that. It's it's about an improv an improv troupe that one of them gets picked off to go on this like Saturday Night Live type show they call it Weekend Live, um, and it's kind of like everyone else's lives and then like how their lives interact with their improv. Um, and I think there's a really great performance from Jillian Jacobs. She is amazing in this movie. Like who of course plays Britta in Community. Um, she was great. She was really great, and she has a really powerful scene near the end. So, I think watch it for that alone, really. And Keegan Michael Key, who is also—I mean, he's good in everything, really. So, um, Jason Bourne, a film you guys have seen and I have not. Indeed, and it didn't live up to my standards. <laughs> to my, like, like to my standards. <laughs> like, Sorry, that was just a funny way of saying it. I remember, I remember watching all four Jason Bourne, okay, four Bourne movies, because three of them are about Jason Bourne, and the right. one is about the Aaron... Aaron Cross. I don't you. know why I remember his name so much. But I don't either. <laughs> name. Probably because they had another thing. That's Aaron Cross. Just like, that's <laughs> My Aaron. God, that's Jason <laughs> Bourne. <laughs> that's all I'm going to remember from this film at the, like two years I, from now. Oh I do God. like that meme that had come out of the movie. Um, I talked about it though, like they, like that one big scene is a completely different angle in the movie, which like bothers me. And I mean, that's like nitpicking, but at the same time, <laughs> I completely agree with you that it really bugged me. Like, like it is nitpicking, but like it's one of the biggest scenes in the movie. And they, I don't know, I, I feel like I have a right to nitpick that one. And I, it was just overall <laughs> I average. Right. Just like I, I thought. It's going to be bigger and better, you know, since it's the fourth board and he's coming back. But it just really, it was like a pop fly that, you know, we caught. And like, okay, what do I, what, what do, I do with this now? Like, Throw it to first. <laughs> like, what else do you do with pop flies? <laughs> you turn two. You turn two. All right. Well, four August 5th films. Four. Uh, starting with The Little Prince, Aaron. You've seen that. Yeah. It was enjoyable i think it got dragged out too long you like trying to transform a short story into a feature-length film Mm -hmm. they dragged out a bit too much like they added a bunch of material but they still dragged it out too much but still enjoyable like the soundtrack 
by Hans Zimmer. Oh, nice. Um, the next August 5th film, which we will save for Bad Movie of the Week. So we're not going to say that yet, but uh, then we got Suicide Squad. We've talked about this movie so in-depth, I feel like we don't even need to say anything else about it. <laughs> um, Upon second viewing, it dropped down significantly on my list. Yes, it's same. barely a movie. <laughs> and I still absolutely hate Jared Leto as a Joker. Yeah, yeah. David, anything to say about it? Come on, DC. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cafe Society talked about last week. Blech. Um, Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, blech. Aaron's seen it as well. Yeah, I just saw that this week. I think it's it's fine. There's some good performances. But at the same time, I think it's kind of misguided. As, like, just kind of like... It's a weird thing to try and make an inspirational story out about this woman. <laughs> who's like, I'm not a good singer, but I'm able to, you know, sing at this giant concert hall because I'm rich enough to do so. I mean, that's the way it came across. It's not the way it's supposed to come across. No, no, no. no. The way it does come across. Yeah, it, so, it was weirdly handled, for sure. Uh, we got Sausage Party, which is pretty close to my I top comedy. Sausage Party was awful. It's awesome. Um, we have like three different levels of yeah. on this. It was awful. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's in my 20s. It's not like anything higher than that. 20s, 30s. But um, I enjoyed it and what it was going for. I enjoyed I the message. I lost, mo- I lost money going to see this movie. <laughs> Like I, I, like I feel like I got robbed. I, you know, I lost my money back. I would have rather been robbed. Outside of the uh, yes, because I, cool st- I would have a cool story. Oh like, yeah, God. I got robbed. But no, I was just. Oh, how'd you lose your money? Uh, well, I saw this awful movie called called Sausage Party. Like I don't know. Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, the greatest animated film of the year by far, bar none. Awesome. Um, I thought you said bar, barnyard. I'm like oh, bar, barnyard, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, don't bring up that old animated movie. Barnyard. The one I couldn't finish. Yeah, that one. Um, Aaron, anything else to say about Kubo? Uh, highly recommend it. Gorgeous animation. Pretty powerful story. Yeah, I agree. Get dark. Oh yeah, that's how kid, more kids' movies need to be. Don't be afraid. But maybe be afraid because it made like no money. So. Yeah. Um, for August 26th films, I Am Not a Serial Killer. Aaron, you've seen that one? Yeah, it's enjoyable. Not as funny as I thought it would be, but I liked Christopher Lloyd's performance. And good atmosphere. Right. Hell or High Water. Aaron, you've seen this one as well. It played a bit too much into standard Western tropes for my liking, but the directing, acting, and like dialogue is all just top-notch, which makes it really good film it's in my top 10 nice nice i should i need to watch that one before i for oscars because i think that'll get at least some recognition maybe um complete unknown uh rachel weiss film and uh his name doesn't show up but he's the main character michael shannon is in this movie um oh really yeah he's the main character like they don't put him in any of the advertising or anything it's like weird um because it's the complete unknown, Lacey. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not supposed to know. I went into this movie thinking it was a sci-fi film because the poster looks sci-fi-like. And I was like, this is just not what I was expecting. What I got, it was okay. Like I said to Aaron, I think it would have worked better as a short story than a film. I feel like film was just the wrong medium for this story. Because it's a lot of talking and nothing to really see. 
So it, it yeah. Um, but Rachel Weiss is great in it. Rachel Weiss is great in about everything though. So, <laughs> um, don't breathe. August 26th. David's seen this one as well. This is one of the movies that I saw on the plane. Nice. Well, we've talked about it in depth. What do you think about it? So I'm going to talk about it a little bit in depth. Yeah, it was like one of the first things because I didn't know like the full full selection. And I was like, okay, I got to crank out a movie because I don't have that much time. Because like I have a fear of like watching a movie and starting a movie, but then not having <laughs> enough time and not getting the ending. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Oh yeah. And I don't understand. Well, like, was this supposed to be a horror movie? It's a thriller. a thriller. More, more thriller. Yeah. More thriller. See, my problem was I didn't like any of these characters. Oh, are you kidding so, me? So, like, I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, man, Jane like, Levy's character is... Who? Jane Levy's know? character? Yeah, I don't know what her character's name no. was, but... Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, why'd you get a tattoo of a ladybug? Because I got locked in the trunk of my car and a ladybug flew in there. Yeah, that part's like, a little... Nice... It's very ham-fisted that, foreshadowing. That's such a big, like, oh my gosh. So, like, it's such a white girl tattoo. I'm sorry, internet. Like, why, do, why, did, you, why did you get, the, like, these destination tattooed on you? Well, I went there once, and it meant something to me. So I got all right, tattooed. that's completely different. She was locked in a trunk. All right, that's a little different. Uh, We're also getting into story stuff, so let's not do that, because we don't want to spoil this too much for anyone. Because I, I do no, recommend... I like, fourth favorite like, horror film this year. Like, at, at the beginning, I was like, they're just breaking into this old guy's house. Like, what are they doing? Like, I like I didn't feel bad for these kids at all. And then, what? like, later, when the movie progressed, I was like, okay. But this I man's a Aaron, sociopath. <laughs> I agree with Aaron. At Like, it was very pick and choose when, like, the blind guy was, like, had his, like, I, I don't want to call him blind powers, but, like, <laughs> oh, like, it's... He could smell the shoes. Like, okay, like that's that's understandable because he has heightened senses. But then, like, he just walks past this guy and he, like, the guy in the hallway, and he's not gonna be able to smell like maybe the sweat on him or like. And I, I stand by that moment because I think he was so panicked that he wouldn't have like because he just murdered someone. So he's like, gotta get rid of this. <laughs> like, he's not gonna be thinking about there's other people. Yes, and then okay. So my my question is. He, he, if it's spoilers, know, don't I, do it. Yeah. We'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. But I didn't, like, was it a fine Was it a fine shot? I was happy because it was, like, okay shot. Like, it's it's. I didn't like it, but it was. It was you didn't okay, like it? So. Like, I don't know. I was just, like. I oh, man. That twist in the middle was just so disturbing that it just, I was, like, this, this movie is awesome, <laughs> but also horrifying. Oh, the twist was like, I was like, oh, that's there. I was like... <laughs> what? Uh, wow. All right. Interesting. Yeah, you know, just just an or- ordinary thing, you know. If anyone, who, anyone who's seen this movie will be like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to say, like, I saw it coming, but, like, I, you, you knew... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to... All right. All right. All right. Let's Mo- move on. Moving on. Did, Maximum Ride, Aaron, you've seen it now. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Every everything you said about it was true. Bleh, bleh, yeah. Because I had read the books. It's yeah. so bad. 
the, um, the cookie thing. The cookie thing is so bad. <laughs> I right? Like I'm not just over exaggerating. That's like one of the worst attempts at character development I've ever seen. <laughs> this film was basically it was saved from the very, very bottom of my list because it It's not it's, racist. It, the story is <laughs> alright. It's just that they didn't have the budget to pull it off to get like actual actors to get yeah. actual special effects they needed. If they had a larger budget, those end credits though. The story is decent enough. They did one third of the book, Aaron. <laughs> they did one third of the book. <laughs> All right, maximum ride. We, we've talked about. Say, if they had the budget to actually, you know, go to New York City. Yeah, yeah, it might have been a little bit better. You know, and also not look like you're superimposing your actress on top of another scene where it looks like she's flying at someone and kicking them, and the worst special effects of the year goes to, uh, oh, actually, it goes to this next one. No, it goes to this next one, Yoga Hosers. Um, The Bratsies are really bad. Um, Blech, I don't think we need to say anything else about Yoga Hosers. Uh, Sully? I saw Sully. Did you watch it on the plane? No. Okay, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Edgar Wright, uh, he tweeted something about the lady next to him watched Sully, and he watched, uh, I forget what it was. It might have been Green Room or something like that. And it's just like, oh, God, like the two worst movies to watch on a plane. <laughs> no, I I enjoyed Sully. Yeah, yeah. I'm there with you uh, on that one. I enjoyed it. It did a really good job of explaining everything, of showing everything. Uh, Tom Hanks, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to get his name wrong. And you know I'm not good with names. So, But yeah, Tom Hanks gave a, a great performance. Yeah. It was, it was solid. I, was very, I like, wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I think the real star of Sully is uh, Clint Eastwood's direction, especially near the end. Where they take all these pieces and put them together, that just that was, that was where it sold me for sure. Um, I've I've rented this film, but I have not gone to watch. David, it you're tonight. messing with the microphone. It's really loud. <laughs> uh, no, I am no I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go slam on tables because that's that, fine that because obviously. that's a part of the experience. You rubbing the microphone is <laughs> not, not a part. Of the fun. Uh, <laughs> Blair Witch. Not good. No, it's not, but I enjoyed it. Solid, solid third act up until the very end. The, the, they botched the ending it. of this film was really terrible. Mm-hmm. But just a huge disappointment. Magnificent Seven. Eh. Masterminds. Ugh. Greasy Strangler. <laughs> That's all I need to say about those yeah, two movies. Greasy Strangler. That, what, about the hash, what about the hash slinging slasher? I match? wish I had watched that instead. I wish I had a full-length movie about the hash slinging slasher. The, hash. <laughs> the girl uh, on the train. Uh, basically, a poor man's gone girl. Not worth watching. Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life. A movie I watched. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Andy, Andy Daly? Yeah, Andy Daly. I mean, he's always funny, so putting him in this movie, I mean, he's going to be the funniest part of it. Weirdest plot twist I've ever seen in a movie, though. Like, it's... Why? Spoil it. But... No, I won't spoil it. I will tell you guys later, though, because I don't think you'll ever watch this movie. Don't no, tell him. Not. Oh, don't tell him. Okay. Amer- you can tell me. American Honey, Aaron. It's a film that I was really enjoying for, like, the first hour and a half. Mm-hmm. 
but then it just went on way too long. It's yeah. like a three-hour movie, and it definitely needed to be less. If it had been like an hour and 40 minutes to two hours, this would have been a great movie. Uh, fantastic performances. I forget the main actress's name, because I don't know if she had been in anything before. Sasha Wayne. She did a really good job. Yeah, okay. And Shia LaBeouf, also. Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, give me more movies. Was this movie shot a long time ago? Or is he just no. doing movies again? He's doing movies again. He's just not doing big Hollywood movies. <laughs> oh, well, like excuse me, Shia LaBeouf. Oh. <laughs> Uh, David, you've seen Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. That was the second movie that I've watched this week. On the plane. Yeah, how was that? Um, I didn't <laughs> like it. I Okay, the first one was an enjoyable. Yeah, first one has some good parts, for sure. Has some good parts. Like the sniper scene. Awesome. This one... In the first one... Tom Cruise didn't really show any emotion. Right? No, I think that's kind of his character, though. Yeah, it's kind of his character. And and this one, it seemed like he didn't want to play Jack Reacher again. <laughs> I, yeah. And like it wasn't it, it wasn't as good as the first one. I didn't like the plot as much. Okay. Like I like it just it just wasn't as good. Like it was an okay movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have any. There was a few shot. There's like a few like of the fighting sequences, where um, like you know how what was it the Dark Knight when like he punches him and the guy goes flying or like or like he actually doesn't punch the guy. Like there's one scene where like you could completely tell you right, 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 right. Oh right. And, like, I was talking about the Dark Knight Rises. The, the... Oh, the Dark Knight Rises, not the Dark Knight. Excuse me. I but would yeah, never uh, critique the Dark Knight. Like, go away. <laughs> and I was God. Like, and I was like, that was really bad. Like, <laughs> and that, uh, and then I, I can't ruin it. But there was just one super big part of the movie. Like it was like the biggest cliche ever. I was like, really? <laughs> like I saw this coming when like like they, they were setting it up. I was like, please don't tell me this happens. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, <sighs> uh, all right. So yeah. But Tom Cruise is like, I'm like, all right, whatever, not a big deal. But I'm I'm happy that I didn't go pay for it. I'm happy that I saw it on the plane. It was it was an all right movie. I feel like I'm getting really down on it. It just wasn't everything that the first the first one was a lot more action like action all right. acting like he's more of a detective. <laughs> this is replacing we got, my. We gotta keep moving. <laughs> We're at an hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> we gotta keep oh, moving. God. Um. Ouija Origin of Evil. Meh, 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 meh. It wasn't good. I enjoyed my time with it. And it was, I enjoyed I, the family drama more than the horror, which was not really that scary. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't like it. I saw it with Aaron. Aaron with Aaron? You, you, I have not seen this yet, but it's coming on DVD soon, so. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have to let me know what you think. No, I'm just going to rent it. Um, Denial. Aaron and I have both watched this one. This movie is not getting talked enough about, I think. Um, I think Rachel Weiss is amazing in this film, as well as Timothy Spall is really great, um, just as one of the most obnoxious people on earth. Like he knows he's wrong, he just is lying to himself to like make to fit his agenda. You're like, oh well, this is a horror. It's timely. It's very timely, <laughs> but it's extremely relevant. Yeah. In modern times, which is why I wish it had been better than it was. 
Yeah. Like it's it's a good movie, good performances. Really enjoyed the courtroom stuff, but there wasn't enough of it. And yeah. I think maybe if there had been more courtroom stuff, just like going through like the actual procedure of laying out all these facts and showing like how he's wrong at like every single turn, I think that might have been better, maybe. I agree, because but that I courtroom stuff is so good. That courtroom stuff is top notch. But yeah. But I also understand what they were trying to go for and the kind of thing where it's like, this shouldn't even be a debate. No. You know, kind of thing. Because they're like, well, so, he's trying to take the Holocaust to trial. He's not really taking her to trial. He's trying to take the Holocaust to trial. And they're trying to take him instead. Like, they're like, well, we're not going to take this to trial. This is so stupid. The Holocaust happened, you idiot. There's no way it didn't happen. <laughs> like, But they end up having to argue that the Holocaust happened, which is just one of those, how did this really happen in real life? How is this real? <laughs> like, I don't even yeah. know, man. I would recommend it, but I just wish it had been better. Yeah. Internet, just to let you know, Jacob's been wearing the same Star Wars hoodie three weeks in a row. I wear it to bed. Um, I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house. Aaron has talked about it a little bit. I watched it. Greatly enjoyed it, actually. It, it's hard to place why I like it so much. Because, like Aaron said, nothing really happens. Um... It's a lot of atmosphere and tone and build-up to one scare. And whether or not that scare works for you, I think might depend on... Or might might shift the way you feel about the film overall. The scare worked for me, I think. Um, and just the overall mystery of it, which is... I think the way I like to put it is that it's a fairly traditional story but told in a way that's so non-traditional that it's so interesting from beginning to end that it, it's hard to recommend to anyone because it's just so slow and it's not what people look for in horror films, but it, I enjoyed very much uh, just about everything in it. So, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, we've talked about in depth. Yay. Yeah. Go Doctor Strange. Very enjoyable, very predictable story, though. Yeah. Uh, Arrival, we've talked about very much in depth. We love oh, Arrival. Oh my god. Sorry. We all love highly, Arrival. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Everyone go Fantastic. see this movie. <laughs> well, it's still playing some places. Um, yeah. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, it, it's it's okay. Um, Edge of Seventeen, greatly greatly enjoyed. Very funny. Very great performance from Haley Steinfeld, Blake Jenner, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, yeah. Uh, Moonlight. Go Moonlight. Just what a film Moonlight is. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've talked about Moonlight. I mean, I'm not as enamored by it that as critics. Like, it's frontrunner for, like, all the awards. Yeah. won the Golden Globe or whatever. But it, I still, you know, it's still incredible. It's one of the mm -hmm. best films I've seen this year. Just incredible performances all around. Very beautiful directing and just very powerful story. I agree that it is missing something. Just, I don't know what. I honestly don't even know what. But it's missing just something to really push it further. Right. Oscar. That, that was <laughs> it's missing that Oscar. Was like, <laughs> it was kind of like a that's it feeling when I got done with it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I expect, it's... A beautiful final shot, before, though. Like, all the pieces of this film are incredible, like top notch. But I don't think it's more than the sum of its parts. Right. Rules don't apply. Eh, not very good. Very boring. Moana, we've talked about a lot. We love it here. 
Another soundtrack that's been on near yes, constant repeat. Yes. Uh, Office Christmas Party, David talked about last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, uh, Rogue One, Star Wars Story, we talked about. Oh, we God, we yes. like it very much. Um, yeah. You, don't, you wouldn't say you like it very much. I wouldn't say I like it very much. I would say I like it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Manchester by the Sea, which I just saw. Holy, holy crap. This film's amazing. Um, my number three spot now, Casey Affleck. He's a horrible human being, but, God, he can act. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, Michelle Williams, give her the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Please, please give her the Oscar. Because there is just one scene in this where you just... It's so deeply affecting. And even Casey Affleck's performance is just like... It's it's such a deep delve into... Just... I don't know that I would say depression, but him just giving up. Like, and you, at the very beginning of the film, you're like, this guy just doesn't care. And then, like, eventually throughout the film, you get flashbacks and you get to see what got him to this point in his life. And when you see some of these flashbacks, you'll be like, oh my God, they made this movie and it's amazing. <laughs> so, there, just a couple shots and scenes that will forever be burned in my memory. Um, it's outstanding. Uh, Sing, really David saw. Too. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? David saw Sing. Yeah, I saw Sing. Oh, no. no. You saw my, Sing? My mother. I saw Sing with my mother. She really, really wanted to go see Sing. I was like, but mom, you haven't seen Arrival yet, but she really wanted to see Sing. And I was sitting next, obviously I sat next to her, and she was happy, and she was laughing. And so she actually, so I'm happy that she really enjoyed her time with Sing. It was ba- it's basically all ten seasons of American Idol shoved into a movie <laughs> with animated animals that sing. Mm. That basically confirms all my worst fears. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. want to see this movie ever. But one like I, I didn't really realize how many big names were in this movie. Like uh, Matthew McConaughey, Scarlett Johansson, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yes, and then also so the monkey. So is Taron Egerton, yeah. Is the guy from... Kingsman. From Kingsman, yeah. Kingsman. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at that. Like, that's <laughs> he can like, sing, yes. I was like, good for you, dude. Just bad movie. But but that theater, when did it, when did it come out? Like December 21st. Yeah, and I saw it after the new year. Still packed. Yeah. So many people are going... So it, it's making a ton of money. Great. Um, actually, you know what? We'll talk about quickly. Uh, Hidden Figures, $21 million this week. Very happy that that made that much money. That's awesome. I'm very excited to see Hidden Figures. So we'll talk about that maybe soon. This is about the women mathematicians that got, what, Men on the Moon? or Yeah. John Glenn into orbit. John Glenn, yeah. Oh. Um, Passengers, blech, hate it. Why him, blech, hate it. Um, why him is bad. Why him is so bad, David. It's not funny. It's Even not James funny. Franco can save it, right, right Lacey? I, it don't, saved don't. it from being bottom of my list because James Franco is just so charismatic as a human being. So he's in this. He's in a new movie about um, a gay guy turning to, into a Christian pastor. What? Yeah. All right, uh, La La Land <laughs> is the final one on our list. La La Land is the greatest movie of the year, in my opinion. 
it. No, 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 no. You haven't seen it, so you can't even say that. It's like Arrival um, in every single way. Arrival is number. <laughs> Arrival is number four for me now. Manchester by the Sea passed it. Um. Yeah, La La Land, love it. We've talked about it last week. So that's all the movies we saw in 2016, an hour and 38 minutes later. Way too many. So guys, let's let's just scoot scoot rump and jump into the into the upcoming movies of the week. It was a good year of movies. Yeah. Bad year overall. Yeah. It it had its silver linings. Playbook. The silver linings of 2016 were the good movies, is what I'm saying. Yeah, basically. And the good games. The year itself. Good games. That's what I was saying. saying. The the silver linings were like the six good movies that came out. Guys, the upcoming movies of the week, the bye-bye man. Don't think it, don't say it. If you say his name, or even think it, he'll come for you. Just oh don't. Just don't, just don't think it and don't say it. Like... I don't know what you want from me. It's just I'm not thinking it and I'm not saying it. And guess what? I'm not thinking it and not saying it, so we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. Moving up to Monster Truck. Not... No, we're moving on. They don't want us to think about it or talk about it. They don't want us to do either. I am definitely going to see this movie. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in theaters because I know it's not going to make any money. So, like, it might as well just be like, hey, whatever. I'm, I am not going to be the deciding factor that gets it a sequel, so I might as well just go see it. It's going to be so bad, but I need to see it because it just sounds so unbelievably awful. Yeah. Um, Monster Trucks, another film that sounds so unbelievably awful. Another film what? I need to see. I'm not going to yeah. see Monster Trucks. It's Monster Trucks, and it's about a guy who has a monster in his truck. his truck. Yes, I remember seeing this now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it looks awful. Yeah, it, it looks really bad. Um, okay. <laughs> We're in the January movie season. We are, if you like, can't tell. Kind of just like, you know, these movies are going to be terrible. These are the movies studios don't have any faith in. Yeah. It's like, there's not much to say about Monster Trucks. No. Except for the fact that... It exists. You should never have taken that title literally no Just, no 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 that was your first and only mistake um not your only mistake but your biggest mistake talking about a movie that looks just so bad sleepless i don't know, I, what, I don't know what this it's is. jamie fox it looks like taken oh, yes. but with jamie fox um yes. yeah is tyler perry in it no <laughs> Could he be? I don't think he is. Can we replace Jimmy Fox with Tyler Perry? That would be Alex Cross. Uh, you're getting oh, yeah, confused. We don't, we don't want that again. No, we don't want Alex Cross again. Alex Cross yeah, is so bad. I, I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Sleepless just looks pretty trashy. Guys, can you, like Aaron said, can you tell we're in January? Can you tell it's January? And that everything is awful? Can you? Can you tell? Guys, let's move on to the what have we been watching this week. The only way it's really going to work for me is if you're dressed like Dennis or Charlie. Well, I should probably dress like Charlie because he's kind of my height. No. No, I'm going to be Charlie. You're going to be Dennis. That's going to be much better for me. Trust me. Um, Aaron, you and I, most of our stuff are 2016 movies. But, David, you watched a little something. A little TV show. Uh, a little season uh, of a TV show that we love here on the podcast. I watched all of... It's always sunny Philadelphia, season ten in one night. Eleven. But yeah. Eleven. Sorry. <laughs> wow. 
Charlie McDennis to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Was great. Gave me some new gave me some new ideas and no, no. cards for my <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to take away from this. No. Especially two. Um, Especially two. <laughs> Over, overall, I thought it was a solid season, but it had its up and downs in episodes. Like, the episodes that were good, that were really good, yeah. the episodes that were eh, were just like, eh. Agreed. Like, at, like Frank, I like parts of um, Day in the Life of Frank, like, crap, wasn't listening. Deflect, deflect. <laughs> Do your bird. Like, I just, I thought. Yeah, that was, yeah, like, that part's good. That part is good. Thing. That was the funniest thing. That's definitely well, the weakest episode of the whole season, I think. Proud. Probably. Yeah. I, I didn't like I didn't like the ending the last two endings. I did, but I didn't. I liked them. I feel like it could have been just one episode. Yeah, it could have been better as well. But um the gang hits the slopes. Oh god, the gang hits the slopes is so good. Um Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs is by by far my favorite episode of the show yeah. though. It's Oh man, yeah. Aaron, you'll you you'll really like the Mac and Dennis one. What was the second episode? Uh, Frank falls out a window. That, that one's... I really like that one, too. Oh, really? Uh, I was kind of... Man, I it. think it, the concept was better than the execution they went for. Like, the yeah. idea of returning to, like, these greatest hits and then just, like, changing I, I get, them kind I of I thought thing, it was funny because but... I absolutely love the episode when um, Dee and Dennis try to go get on um, welfare. Like, I think... Like, I love that scene when she walks up with a bike helmet. Like, I think it's the funniest thing. It's on back. Oh, when they're, like, filling out... They're like, yeah. all I have to do to get welfare is fill out paperwork now. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I will say, yeah. the courtroom episode is also really great. Um, yes, oh my gosh. Especially with Gilmero Del Toro's uh, cameo, which is just as Papa... Uh, whatever, Papa... What do they call him? McPoyle or whatever? Um, McPoyle, yeah. I will say the final episode, we're not going to spoil, of course, for Aaron, but the final episode of the season really made me realize that I love these characters, even though they're horrible people. Like, I, like, care for them, which is just weird. Oh. It was just weird. Yeah. I was like... L- like, if you ever, if you would ever, like, take Dennis out, like, no. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't deal. Like, if any one of these actors like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be... Like, yeah, if any of these I characters disappeared, the show would fall apart. Yeah, now and then, now they would try to like. Well, I don't think they would try to replace it, but like, even if they, the producers were like, okay, we need to replace it, they'd be like, no, like it's impossible. Guys, what's gonna happen when Danny DeVito dies? There's probably gonna be a joke about it. In the show. <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> they well, know. Like, was, he knows. Like, I was reading. Um, the, the, to film the first episode, it only took $88 to film the pilot mm-hmm. episode. Like, I saw a weird little video on Facebook and how it's, like, becoming, like, the best sitcom, like, in the world. Because, like, it's already on 11 seasons, blah, blah. No, it's not the best sitcom. Yet. No, I hate Facebook the videos. Longest, the longest running, <laughs> I think you mean. Yeah. No, it gave a whole bunch of different facts on how it's becoming the best sitcom. I was like, cool. Best is so no facts. Best does not equal facts. I I was like, it's giving me cool. It's always sunny facts. I'm gonna enjoy it. I don't care. Facebook videos burn. So I watched all season eleven in order to get hype and get ready for season twelve, episode one. Because now that I'm caught up, 
I'm gonna watch them all. Like when they live, when they air, because I can do that now. I'm when they live. Crap. And oh my gosh, the the first episode, I was phenomenal. It was. Oh my gosh! I wish I could spoil it. I wish I could tell you guys. <laughs> no, I. I'm gonna have to wait until it comes out on Netflix now. Oh so I'm God. sorry. <laughs> uh, what the best thing about Hercules is in this episode? It's just uh, like Danny DeVito singing is what he's talking about. Yes. Oh. Okay. Danny yeah. DeVito sings. I forgot Danny DeVito was in Hercules. Yeah. That's why I didn't. And, uh, we, we should we should move on before I spoil it because I'm yeah. just thinking how I, yeah. Anyone else have anything from the week that we haven't already covered? Anything else I watched was covered in the... <clears throat> um, I finished Shameless. Well, you finished all what was seasons. on there. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's not done. Yeah, yeah. So it's not done. I watched all six seasons of Shameless, which I'm pretty proud of. Mm-hmm. Now, season seven's already done. And I'm, I'm sure they'll put it on Netflix sometime, and then they're shooting season eight or whatever. Yeah. And... I love all these characters. Like, I highly recommend this TV show to both of you. I know you'll watch it sometime. Maybe. But, I mean, no, 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 you will. <laughs> <laughs> but this is leaving. So, guys. David is coughing. Just no for dab. everyone out there. Okay, no, he's dabbing. back. No, no dab stands for, Jacob? I don't care. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're already a minute, we're already an hour and 40 minutes into this. We need to Destroy get moving. Destroy all bacteria. But. I don't think that's real. No. Oh, okay, I'll send you the link. I'll send Bye. you the link. <laughs> okay, so, continue. You two, I need you two to text me tonight two seasons that are on, two series, two or three series that are on Netflix that I should watch. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Dexter next. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but I thought that was your plan. That is my plan, but I don't know. Like, give me three season, th- season series that I should watch. Wait out American now, Summer. T- text it to me. <laughs> so It's only eight episodes, or I think it's even less than that. Anyway. But yeah, because now I'm in the weird black hole of nothingness. Cause I've the show it. hole. Yes. That's a commercial. It is. And that's all I watched besides... Stop plugging plugging, uh, products there, Lacey. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Amazon is sponsoring us. I probably should have mentioned that at the beginning of the episode. We're sponsored by Amazon. Yeah, sure. We're sponsored by Amazon, Aaron. Come on. (laughs) Hey, I mean... I'm I'm ready to sell out at the very first opportunity. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if we're getting a sponsor for this podcast, let's see where we take it. How do you feel about fetuses? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, Daniel Tosh. Alright, let's just move on from that. Um guys, it's time to continue our top ten segment. You think he ends it there? No! She dies, Dad. I mean, the world's hard enough as it is, guys. Can't somebody say, hey, let's be positive. Let's have a good ending to the story. Who wants to go first this week? We're on number seven. So, Aaron, I feel like you never go first, so go for it. All right, my top number seven mm-hmm. is Her. Her? Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Is that the one with... 
Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is a, like I basically what I talked about a few weeks earlier was that uh, the man who shot Liberty Balance was like a film that completely changed the way I thought about who I was as like as like an American as like a person who's in like these social groups as like a political person kind of thing. Her is a film that completely changed the way. I thought about myself as a human, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. My place in humanity. And I think it's a very interesting film in just, like, what it does and the various ideas, you know, just the science fiction it explores, the philosophical themes it explores, and just all of this thing. And it just, there's so many powerful moments that just made me completely that completely changed the way I thought about everything like there's this one there's a couple things in particular I'm going to try to be vague because I want to talk about these somewhat in detail but not spoil it have you guys seen this I have not seen it it's on your list that you gave me and I've I know quite a few plot points just from podcasts and stuff you know it's hard to avoid sometimes but yeah, I don't. So don't say anything. Well, I'm not saying you can start spoiling just because I know a few gonna, things. No, <laughs> like, no. I'm gonna talk about a few like kind of vague, somewhat specific details. Okay. There's this one part where uh, Scarlett Johansson starts talking to this other AI, and this AI is a recreation of a famous poet who had like lived and died, and they basically took all of the writings, all the information they had on this guy and used it to try to recreate this artificial intelligent version of him. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, the way they pull it off, it was just mind-blowing to me. I was just complete. I was just thinking about, like, you know, what would artificial intelligence mean for humanity? Like, can you just, like, imagine if, like, what would that be like to be recreated as an artificial intelligence? Like, would that even be you? Would it be... Like if it's some like this artificial intelligence like had all your memories, and all all your ideas and everything, like can you imagine how crazy that would be to like die, but then also you live on as this artificial intelligence and just like the the tricky just existential problems that's. But would you would you know would you know that you were living on because if it's all your mind and all your ideas and all your thoughts, would you know that you're the AI or the AI know that you are you that's ex- exactly that's what's so <laughs> fascinating the movie? about this <laughs> i'm very excited to see this movie because see i'm not gonna slam on the table i'm just gonna move the microphone. <laughs> these are real these are real questions that i think actually need to be answered very soon as the singularity gets closer and closer <laughs> um, right, right. but it just completely you know just blew my mind made me think completely about just like you know, humanity's place in the universe and all this, all our future, where we're heading, all this kind of stuff. (laughs) But then there's also this other part, which I'm not going to get into detail about because this one is more of like a spoiler, like it's a big plot point. Okay. But there's this part where it just kind of like the film takes a turn and kind of explores how the level of empathy, the level of love that humans can experience between one another or possibly experience between uh, an artificial intelligence is nothing compared to what a artificial intelligence that you know can just like grow exponentially and 
constantly gain new information and be everywhere doing everything never get tired never get hungry never get sick never get angry or anything like that or well they can get angry but i guess uh how does it compare to ex machina i suppose is what i was looking for what does it compare to ex machina at all in some respects because they're dealing with similar themes with like uh artificial i I liked ex machina yeah it's a great movie and so is this one so i would recommend it but like there's this they kind of just like show how like in a way the limits of humanity that's very interesting like the at the same time it's like raising all these questions like where could we go what can we do what's the limit of our possibilities when at the same time it also exposes kind of what those limits are and it also is kind of like heartbreaking in this respect while also comforting i think i use that kind of same idea to explain uh the man who shot liberty balance where it's it's kind of like it's tragic and also comforting at the same time and it's a very odd experience but i think that's part of what i love so much about this film and i mean just outside of those themes though but you got joaquin phoenix excellent performance scarlett johansson you know incredible performance by just you know just using her voice yeah she's able to be yeah. this fully fleshed out of a character it's incredible uh chris pratt is even in this movie. oh yeah yeah isn't yeah, olivia uh, wilde in it too or olivia mon so, yeah I get them mixed up sometimes. One of them. I don't. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen this, but the the visual design is, you know, incredible. Just like the use of color, the kind of odd uh, design. Like it looks a lot different than a lot of representations of the future do mm-hmm. in movies. Like it's not going like too far into like the huge sci-fi like. Right. Ads everywhere and giant televisions and robots and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't go to that extreme. Right. But it also doesn't go for the kind of like, it's a little bit off from that kind of like not too distant future kind of representation. Where it's like, it's kind of, you know, that not too distant future. But at the same time, it's like this more artistic version of our world. And I think, so it's a very beautiful film in that respect as well. And also the music pretty great as well he actually got arcade fire did the soundtrack oh that's awesome for this movie very nice so all those elements just make me really love this film that's why it's number seven (laughs) they just make me happy (laughs) and it just i'm I'm telling you it completely changed the way i thought about like everything in life so (sighs) yeah number seven i'm very excited I, i this has been a movie that i've been meaning to watch but it's just well you know competitions and such get in the way sometimes <laughs> but uh where can where yeah. can i obtain this movie i don't think it's on any streaming services it's not i, I do want to buy it though so when i do get it or, or david you'll you'll be the first to borrow uh, it once i'm done with it jacob is the jacob lacy streaming service yeah it's jacob lacy's <laughs> streaming service i'm also i'm not only a video rental store i'm also a streaming service um <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't mind, I'll uh, I'll jump into mine next. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Silver Linings Playbook. If you guys have Ooh. seen that, I've seen like half of it. This is a movie I expected nothing from. Really, I watched it because for my intro to screenwriting class, he's like, "Let's all pick a uh, movie that we have all seen. So let's all watch Silver Linings Playbook, so we can use it as kind of a template for how screenplays work or whatever." 
I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Forgot to watch it. And uh, <laughs> the and I was on my way to class or whatever. And I don't know how this worked out, but I was in my car and I watched the whole movie on my phone in my car sitting on the st- Not like while I was driving. I parked and watched it. But mm-hmm. somehow this worked mm-hmm. out. I don't know how this worked out, but I ended up making it to class even too. Um, <laughs> but this was a movie that I just again, expected nothing out of, but was so moved by what was happening and by the characters and its dive into mental health and stuff like that, Um, especially with Bradley Cooper and, of course, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character, who, I mean, earned her the Oscar, so she's obviously very great in this movie. This is the movie that I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is an amazing actress. Please act like this more often. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, David O. Russell directing, and the direction is good. I don't know. Did he write this as well? Maybe. I don't know. the The writing is really what the writing and the performances are what make this movie. Because the directing is just like it's like a- any other kind of movie like this, but just those themes that. It explores of letting go and of moving on and bettering yourself are just so interesting in a way that I was like, it's just going to be another another regular rom-com, right? And it's really not in any way. He's constantly trying to get his wife back who cheated on him, but he still loves her. He's trying to prove himself worthy because, you know, he flipped out, he was angry, and he lashed out against her and I think he like beat up her her mistress man or something I think that's I think that's what happens um but yeah uh Bradley Cooper man his performance is just great there's a great part where he's reading Hemingway I believe and just freaks out about it and that's just like the first time you really get like a a good look into this character's psyche and this this guy's obvious mental disabilities where he is very bipolar i think is what his disorder is i'm not i think it's by i think it's bipolar yes and he's throwing books out the window and he's like you can't just end it like that he's like freaking out and and that just leads to a great performance from robert de niro um who is really great in this even though he's not really done anything this great since or for a what long time before this. Oh, yes, Hands of Stone. Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Gra- oh, gosh, how could I forget those Ooh. two? Those two classic Robert De Niro uh, flicks. But, now, guys, you, you know me. I love myself a good third-act payoff. And this movie has one of the best third-act payoffs I've ever seen. Where the whole time they're working on this dance routine and they're, like, trying to get it right. Because he's trying to get Jennifer Lawrence's character to take this letter he wrote his wife to her because they're affiliated in some way. So he's agreeing to work on this dance with her. And then eventually, you know, they kind of become friends. And then this constant chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence is just so believable. And then... Because it's real chemistry. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's how it works, yes. Uh, (laughs) But... It's not fake. It's not fake, no. Um, I just, that 
final where they go to a dance competition and they just say, yeah, screw it. Let's just just have fun with it. And can I spoil this movie? It's not really a spoiler. Yeah, I won't spoil it. There's one part that makes me just kind of just, you know, tear up and ball every time I watch it. Um, it. Obviously, if you can't tell, a lot of the movies I pick as my favorites are the ones that made me cry a lot because obviously they affected me in such a way that it could get that real of an emotional uh, response out of me. So, Silver Linings Playbook, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend. David, you need to watch the whole thing. I have it. I mean, I bought it on Black Friday, so you can borrow it whenever. It's also but... on Netflix. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where I watched it. Why would I... <laughs> I didn't know if they, like, took it off or anything, but uh, yes. highly recommend. Great, great performances all around, and pretty funny as well. There's some good comedy in there. So, all right, so, David, you're number seven. My number seven is Mad Max Fury Road. We already talked about Mad Max Fury Road. I know. <laughs> But that's my number seven. What was your number eight? So my number eight internet (laughs) was Inception. Oh, mm, a film we will be seeing later as well from at least me. And yeah. I haven't seen Inception. I haven't seen it in a while, but excuse me. I love a good Leonardo DiCaprio flick. Of course. Of course. Who doesn't? So he was phenomenal in this. You had um, you had some great action shots. You had like the camera work in this mm-hmm. was awesome, and like the, the how the how the uh, city folds on itself, how just like the whole everything builds up and breaks down. It was really well. It was a new, interesting, cool idea that hasn't been done, to my knowledge. So that's awesome. It was a thriller it was a mind bender it's everything that i like in a movie and i put it at eight because i remember seeing it and really enjoying it and like yeah this is it this is like what i need but i haven't seen it in a while but still top it's a it's up there it's number eight so like if you rewatch it you might realize like you liked it more Possibly. or something like you're Possibly. just putting it eight to be safe like you I'm, might I'm you might like it less cause... or like it more because I remember, because like, when did that come out? 20... 2010, I believe. 2010. So like, what? That's seven years ago. Almost, yeah. Technically, I Technically. suppose. Yeah. So like, I feel like maybe like you know I was kind of youngish in like seven now seeing years. it. Isn't that crazy? Have, that is you insane. Not seen it since it I saw out. like, I saw like once or twice like a year later. So, like, no, so, like, maybe, like, if I see it, I can understand everything more and look into it deeper now that I'm older. You know what I mean? Because, you know, yeah. like... Yeah, I got you. Like, when you're young and then, like, I remember, like, there's the albums that I listened to when I was, like, super young and then I listened to them, like, now and I was like, holy crap, how did I miss all this awesome <laughs> yet super inappropriate things? But, um... Probably why you yeah. missed it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm putting it at eight because I really enjoyed it. I really liked where it was going. I liked the idea. Everything was solid in this movie. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, Soundtrack. Soundtrack was awesome. Soundtrack was amazing. This is a film that I definitely think is worthy of a rewatch. Yes. Yeah. So, 
This is like a once a year for me now. <laughs> it's Christopher Nolan's best movie, I'd say. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. All right, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! Aaron Hahn, you've watched a little film from 2016. You know, we left it out of the main topic if you made it this far. Um, uh-huh. Aaron, what is that movie? Okay, so this is a film that's not the worst film I've seen this year, but it's close. And that is Nine Lives. Mm hmm. Preach it. Preach it, Aaron. Okay, so I think there's I've highlighted two fundamental problems <laughs> with this movie. I suppose I could go for three. The third being the the concept itself. Yeah. Just can we stop doing a person gets transported into the body of an animal stories? No, Aaron. That's what makes it good. No, they they changed it into a dog's purpose, where a dog just transforms into another Into another dog. (laughs) But But what about a talking cat, Aaron? (laughs) So it goes from male to female, but it still has a male's voice. Josh Gad. Does Josh Gad have a male's voice? Is that your Josh Gad? No, I'm not trying. That was just how my voice came out. How dare you? (laughs) But anyway. The two fundamental problems with this movie. One, it is not kid appropriate. Okay. And number two, it fails at the most simple thing it should have been able to pull off. Which so I is? I think we all know what kind of story this is. Yes. You know, a businessman spending too much time at work, not enough time with his kids, mm-hmm. finds himself in this situation where he has to, you know, learn to love his family again to escape from it or whatever. Yeah. But this film doesn't actually critique him for spending so much time at work. And in fact it actually leaves him at the end of the film with everything he wants in life. He has the loving family, and he gets absolutely everything he wants at his job. So what are the rules? What are the rules? So I'm going to start at the beginning of this story. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. Is this chief executive at this company called Firebrand. Mm -hmm. And Firebrand grand right now is building the tallest building in the world in the northern hemisphere i forget what they call it but but there's a building in chicago that's gonna that is also currently being built that's going to be 50 feet higher oh no so so kevin spacey is freaking out because he's like you know i need the tallest building in the world and you know there's he's a you know arrogant businessman who obsessed with putting his name on the tallest building he can get so kind of like another arrogant businessman who puts his name on every tower he can get (laughs) hilton 
No, that's that one's not it. <laughs> I'll get. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, Aaron. Keep going. I'll, I'll think about that so one. The movie begins. He parachutes out of a helicopter into his like, into the ground to like, or onto the top of his building to host a press conference or whatever. Oh my god! And he has an assistant who's also his son, and he's like, maybe one day you'll be man enough to jump out of this helicopter in a parachute as well or whatever. Jeez, dude. Just, just wait on that. <laughs> just wait on that. So, you know, he's, like, he's talking about all this business or whatever. He needs the tallest building in the Northern Hemisphere. Of course. But his daughter, it's his daughter's birthday. Oh, man. Like, in two days. Always. So, he goes home. Yeah. And he talks to his wife, played by Jennifer Gardner. Like, what happened to her career? I don't know. What happened like, to Kevin Spacey's career? <laughs> but at least Kevin Spacey still has a career outside of this. I yeah, mean, he has House Gardner, of Cards, I guess. outside of this? And was she in... Heaven is for real or miracle from miracles heaven? from heaven. She was in miracles from heaven. Yeah, what nothing. I'm gonna say nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so, in one of the oddest moments of this film, his wife turns to him and he's like, "You really need to get a gift for your daughter." And he's just like, says something about work, and then she like lunges at him and starts like choking him. And then she's like, you know, like, be there, show up for the party, whatever. And then they just, like, it's, she removes her hand, and then they just move on. The movie just moves on. There's just random spousal abuse out of nowhere. That's how toned up this movie is. Oh, no. Mm. Yes. Oh, no. So, so his daughter wants a cat. So yeah. he goes. Of course. And... I forget what happens, but, like, he's driving in his car. He's, like, driving, like, 70 miles per hour through New York City, too. And it's like, mm, no. have you ever been <laughs> to New York? Not how New York City works. <laughs> and so something happens to his GPS, and it redirects him to this shop called, like, Perkins. You know, Perkins. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. this is where uh, Christopher Walken works. <laughs> of course. Not a character. Christopher Walken works it, it, here. No, it, it's the most, like, Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken role ever. It's just, he's not even trying at all. But at the same time, he is the best part of this movie. I actually saw someone, someone was commenting on this movie. They're like, I don't know how, but no matter what film Christopher Walken stars in, he always escapes unscathed. Like, there is nothing that can bring him down. No. Struggle off anything he is part of. It's so true. That's so weird. And so that's basically what happens here, because he is the best part of this movie. Because he is just not caring whatsoever. <laughs> he's just doing his own thing. He's just coming in, he's like, I'm gonna read these lines, I'm gonna get this out here. Aaron, come on, you gotta do the voice. You gotta do the voice if you're gonna talk about I Christopher can't Walken. Do a Christopher Walken voice. I'm gonna come in and read the lines, <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'll go get a bagel. Oh, <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken. You're gonna be a cat now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Aaron. He's basically like, you know, like, he, like, learns about this. He's like, oh, you're that businessman who needs, like, the tallest building or whatever. Mm. He's like, I got the perfect cat for you. So it gives him a cat, mm. and Kevin Spacey's just, like, not paying attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Spacey's about to drive home to his daughter's birthday party, but then he gets, like, a message that he's being, like, shut out of his company by, like, one of the executives or whatever. So he drives back to his building, 
and he confronts the executive on the roof. And then there's a lightning strike. Oh my god! And Kevin Spacey like falls off the building. Oh! He's like like, barely holding on to like the railing, and the corporate executive just like stares at him and he walks away. It's like, okay, you just went from pushing this guy out of his company to pushing him off a building, and like, no. It's a parallel. It's a parallel. It's a parallel. So he just lets Kevin. So Kevin Spacey falls. With the cat in hand. Oh my and god. And at some point, they just, like, they fall and they, like, bounce off of something and land, crash through a window, land in the building or whatever. And then, cut to black, Kevin Spacey wakes up, POV cam. Of course. He thinks he's seeing, he's an out-of-body experience, he sees his own body. Then he discovers, oh wait, I'm a cat now. So that happened. <laughs> he's a cat. So that happened, that's a part of the movie. Mm, there's a cat. Did he have kitten mittens? He did not have kitten mittens. Oh, God, that could have saved it. Could have saved it. So his wife visits the hospital where his body lays in a coma. Oh, my God. And then she takes the cat home to his daughter. She's like, oh, that's nice. The very last act he might have done was getting something good for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And so he takes the cat home. And the first thing... This movie decides to do oh, no. with Kevin Spacey in the body of the cat. Oh no! Is he at night when everyone else has gone to sleep? He tries to break into his liquor cabinet, and he like get, opens his liquor cabinet. He opens a bottle of like whiskey, pours it into like a cat bowl, and starts drinking. And he gets drunk. <laughs> that that's obvious. That's the, how you fix your problems. That's this, like this... oh crap! I'm a cat. If I get drunk, I'll just. Not be a cat. Kids movie. I told you. Kids Not movie. Oh yeah. So he starts misbehaving as a cat or whatever. Oh, of course. He starts like peeing in purses. He there's this Why? scene because I don't I don't even know. <laughs> like his ex wife shows up for some reason and like he just like sits in her purse and she says something bad about him so she he sits in her purse isn't that Kristen Chenoweth or something it might be actually why does Kristen Chenoweth so. his ex-wife show up to his house because this is weird thing where it's like she's his ex-wife but she's constantly she's like the best friend of his new wife and yet she also is like really critical of Kevin Spacey, and it's this really odd relationship that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, except that the screenwriters, like, needed these two characters together for scenes, because there was only, like, six characters in this entire movie. Mm, but does the cat live all nine of its lives? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, no. I thought it was just a dumb name. There's actual relevance to the title Nine Lives? So, there's this part where, so then, like, the cat, mis- Kevin Spacey misbehaves. So of course. That they finally get they find christopher walken and they're like you sold this cat to my husband can you like see what's going on and chris Walken's like yeah i'm a cat whisperer so it's like so he's like can i can i have some time alone with this cat like, oh god okay so they leave him alone no and he's just like you're here for a reason and so you better learn to love your family and if you don't stop misbehaving I'm going to tell your family that you need to get neutered. And so Kevin Spacey's like, no, 
Oh my. Oh. Oh, sweet Jesus, no. Oh my god. Acting like a regular cat. Oh. Not even will put you down. No. Like, that's dark, but that, like, is appropriate. <laughs> like. So speak, speaking of putting them down, though, there's this odd thing in this film where they keep on returning to uh, Kevin Spacey and his comatose body. And the doctors come in and they're like, it's not looking good. You gotta start thinking about pulling the plug. <laughs> oh. For, like, two days. <laughs> Kids movie. Like, Kids like, movie. They're like, they're just like, he's not gonna make it at all. There's no hope. You might as well just pull the fuck down. Oh boy. Other weird subplot where like Jennifer Gardner is like, he thinks Kevin Spacey begins to think Jennifer Gardner is having an affair. Oh my god, and why? He ends up meeting this guy, and then this guy's just like, oh, I'm just a real estate agent, and it's just like, that's all that happened. Does Nothing he meet him? In, does he meet him in cat form? He meets him in cat form. Yeah. So does does he like talk to the real estate agent, or does he talk to the real well, only, estate agent? Only Christopher cat? Walken can talk to the cat because he's the cat whisperer. Of course. Kids movie. Just want to so continue to point out to people. All of this. Mm -hmm. There's this made the other major plot of this film is Kevin Spacey's son discovers that. The corporate executives at Firebrand, the name of the company, right. are trying to push, use this opportunity where Kevin Spacey is in a coma to push him out of his company. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. and it, so there's this weird corporate espionage plot to this film that's supposed to be critiquing Kevin Spacey for being so fixated on his business, on preserving his business. Like, that's half of the movie's focus, is preserving his business. What is completely contrary to the most simple thing this film is designed to do. Oh my god. Alright. So we get to this point where the executives have, like, taken control of the company, and then the son learns that his father left all his shares to him in his will or something. And then he takes this... He takes, like, the... the the papers to the business office and he's like i have control of this company or whatever and then the executive just like rips the papers out of his hand and shreds them not how like, wills work <laughs> not how wills work but all right it's so dope it's, it's like so it's the it's the always sunny thing where mac eats the paper or eats the contract <laughs> <laughs> that's actually how it works yeah and so the son is really distraught about this because he thinks He's lost his dad, the company. So he goes to visit Kevin Spacey in the hospital. Okay. And he's like, well, first, well, going throughout this, Kevin Spacey learns to love his daughter again. His daughter realizes that he's the cat because he dances with her for some odd reason. <sighs> like, it's a really weird relationship between him and his daughter. Like, they kind of go overboard. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a bit creepy. So, the daughter realizes that Kevin Spacey is a cat, and she also takes him to the hospital. And in the hospital, Kevin Spacey watches his son talk to his comatose body. Mm -hmm. And his son is like, 
I failed you, Dad. I'm not a man. I never... He's <laughs> like, so... I'm going to go to the Firebrand Tower, and I'm going to actually prove myself as a man. I'm going to jump off this for, like, the first and last time. So he... <laughs> Heads out the door, and Kevin's face is like, "No, don't do it, son." And so his daughter is like, "Okay, now it's your time to prove that you are a human, or talk to my mom." And then Kevin's face is like, he's forced to choose: does he head after his son? Oh no! Prove that he is a human to his son. Wife? Please tell me, son. And he's remembering Christopher Walken's words that you have to make sacrifices if he wants to get out of this cat's body. So he runs after his... No, he runs after his son. He okay, his okay, son. okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> that was almost... But we get, we get to it. His son comes to the top of the building, and Kevin Spacey is also there in the cat form. And, okay, his son, wearing nothing but a business suit, jumps off the top of this building. Like, because he's stupid, or because... No, because he's, he's intentionally... He gets up at the top of this building. He's like, I'm going to... He's, like, suicidal at this point. He, wearing nothing but a business suit, he jumps off the top of this building. <sighs> Kevin Spacey's like, no, and he jumps after him. And they're both falling, and they're falling, and they're falling. And then all of a sudden, we cut to a shot where Kevin Spacey sees that his son has a parachute on his back. This parachute literally appears out of nowhere. It's just there. Oh, they pull this fake suicide attempt plotline in their kids movie. And then they just make this parachute come out of nowhere. Cause like, when he first said, like, I'm going to jump for the first and last time, I'm like, mm -hmm. they're definitely not going for that. It's just going to be, like, the parachute or whatever. Yeah. But then he jumps off the building, clearly not wearing a parachute <laughs> at all. Oh, my God. He shows up later. Oh, my God. That's that's not okay. So his son pulls the parachute, but Kevin mm -hmm. Spacey is still in the cat's body, like, falling. Oh, of course. And then all of a sudden, he learns that, uh, or, like, he... he finds himself back in his body after he falls, like, all the way down the building. Mm-hmm. And? And then he sees his, his son land safely with the, at, like, this grand opening for the tower, and then he pulls out, like, the legal papers again, because they found, like, another copy in his ex-wife's files or something. And he pulls out another copy, and he's just like, I have 51% of this company. And then the other corporate executive is like well i guess that's it i'm i'm done or whatever it's like this isn't how any of this legal stuff works nope nope so nope. kevin spacey wakes up from the coma he loves his family again the corporate executive also gets turned into a cat by christopher walken because he's you know sure why not and then the movie ends with his son pulling out a plan that makes that uh, raises the uh, height of the Firebrand Tower above the Chicago Tower that they were trying to beat. So at the end of the story, 
Kevin Spacey gets the tallest tower in the world. Because he learned his lesson, but also he gets everything he wants. Ten. Ten out of ten. And also, they return to Christopher Walken's pet shop. And they're like, do you have any... We're looking for a pet. And then Christopher Walken pulls out the cat that Kevin Spacey inhabited. And he's like, well, this cat hasn't quite used up all nine of his lives. And then Kevin Spacey's like, so he can't get a dog? And then the movie ends. That's... That's that's, uh, that's nine lives for you. Nine lives coming to a theater near you. Go away. You You got drunk cats. You got neutering, you got suicide (laughs) subplots, you got no sympathy for coma patients. (laughs) It's been two days, pull the plug. Message that, you know, just, it's like, Kevin Spacey doesn't need to actually sacrifice anything, because if we take out this corporate espionage plot, we got nothing. We got half a movie. That's a good point. All right, well... I threw my pens across the room when I heard about the suicide attempt part, so I don't have anything to mark down where this next segment starts, but, guys, it's time for The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong and I hate you. David, what is your movie? One star. Got it. A total and utter pretentious and convulted mess convoluted (laughs) well they spelled it convulted convulted okay gotcha i'm reading what the one star review tells me the story is silly the characters are uninvolving and threadbare parentheses though it tries to give them depth where really there isn't any end parentheses the dialogue is pretentious and the action sequences are boring the action sequences Hmm. I saw this movie at the cinema and thought it was okay. Having now attempted to watch it for the second time on Blu-ray, I couldn't make it to the end. It tries too hard, but too is spelled just T-O. Hard to be clever when anyone with half a brain can see that it couldn't have possibly disappeared any further up its own rectum if it had tried. I would have ela- I would elaborate further, but I've wasted enough time on this tripe. I have no clue. Uh, action sequences, but pretentious. What comes to mind? Inception. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Is it Inception? Just go for Inception. <laughs> Is it Inception? It is indeed an inception. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have guessed yeah. that. <laughs> All right, well, inception. All right, guys. Yeah. Not even our longest episode, don't guys. Don't no, don't rewatch it. it. It's it's pretentious. Not on Blu-ray. Can't yep. get through it. Yeah. It's too pretentious. It's too disappeared too far up its own record. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh God. Like... Yeah, they they went for it there. Guys, thank you for watching this especially long uh, episode. 
of reboot Thank already you underway. For listening to us for one year. One year, it's not quite, not year. quite one year. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll have a fun, spectacular show. Year anniversary, yeah. Um, but guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find us at reboot already on on Twitter. Uh, of course, iTunes, SoundCloud. If you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. Uh, you can find Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter, and this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. Uh, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter and Jake Lace on Tumblr. Guys, this competition is done. I have time to work on some of my projects again. <laughs> so I have time to watch movies that didn't come out this yeah, year. Yeah, right. Uh, so I, I have time to play more PS4. Yeah. Well, you weren't really competing though. <laughs> um. So guys, I want to say, let me live my life. Um. This. Oh god. Um this will come out on Wednesday. Uh so at by that point I will already have had a couple of these out, but I'm doing a blog series uh just one week of me going through every movie I've seen, just writing a little bit about it and uh counting down to my number 1 movie, which you guys already know, but hopefully you'll I, I'm much more well-written than I am well-spoken, uh, if that's not apparent mm-hmm. to everyone by this point. That's, so That's what they all say, Internet. I'll, I'll wax poetic for you um, on my Tumblr. So, guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all again next week with a brand new episode, with which I think we're planning something a little special. I want to talk to you guys about it off the air, but, yeah, we'll see you all guys. Well, we'll see you guys again next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. What? Wait, what? Don't think it. Don't say it. Oh my god. Alright, goodbye. David. I think David's asleep. David. David. Hey, buddy. David. Guys, this is not completely unprecedented because this has already happened once on an episode, but David has fallen asleep mid-podcast. Maybe we should start doing these earlier. I don't know. Probably, but... So, uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, anything you want to say about David while he's asleep? And uh, maybe just put some subliminal messages into his head, maybe. Just lots of subliminal messages, huh? Oh, David's back. (laughs) He's awake, everyone. (laughs) I'm always awake.